Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 118. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what is up? It's been a long ride, but we're finally back podcast. It feels like forever we've been gone, right? Yeah, it's, it's been, I think, two weeks since our last podcast. It's a long time. It's been two weeks of not drinking for me, so it's been a very long time. That's Let a me very, tell you. I'll drink to that. Here, here. I am 19 days in, in into April No Boozy leads to May Margs and full koozies. So I'm almost nice. there. I'm almost two-thirds of the way there. So I may have to do a 30-day detox. That, that sounds like a good plan. I don't know. I don't know what it's supposed to do. Uh, I am down, like I told you before the podcast started, I'm down like nine pounds, but there is an asterisk next to that. I also had a wicked stomach virus at the beginning of this. So it may have given me a, uh, I think it's almost like kind of like steroids for a weight loss. You know, it's not really fair. It's like a shit yourself first starter kind of thing. Oh, it was bad. It was <laughs> bad. I, and you know what the worst thing is? Like, I still don't know exactly what it was. If it was the mystery cheese that I found in the fridge and ate, or if it was the fact that I put my first class blanket over my face on the plane. Oh, never touch anything on the plane. I don't know whose, you know, grundle was all over that thing before. Like, I could have been like, Look at that, right? Like, like, like Charlie Sheen, like had it on his balls. I have no idea what happened, but getting like a little, he's getting a little dragon shit on there. Tiger blood all tiger over that. Blood. Oh, is there tiger jizz on it? I I can't say there wasn't. You're in first yeah. class, right? So all the good shit happens in first class. Pretty much, yeah. Could have been Stormy Daniels using it. I don't oh, know. There you go. There you I'm go. keeping it topical. I have no idea, but so. speaking of topical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, use some topical cream. <laughs> wow, damn! So yeah, thank, so. yeah. So thank you, everyone, for checking this out. You can find out more information at skibumpodcast.com. Hook us up. Check us out on the socials: twitter.com/skibumpodcast, facebook.com/skibumpodcast. Excuse me, instagram.com/skibumpodcast. We are on SoundCloud, but there's only old episodes on there. And eventually, I'm going to update it and surprise y- y'all. Highfalutin dash ski bum, and we are on Pinterest as the Highfalutins. Also, go to your favorite podcasting app, rate us, five stars would be wonderful, and subscribe so you'll be first to know when new podcasts get published. Rating is showing us love because we need those ratings. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Rating is not debating. Just do it. There you go. That rhymes too. Get up in there. So with that, it's time for our pray today. Mario, why don't you why don't you steer us in the right direction for the upright today? So let's talk about a little upright today. Uh, since Brian is not drinking, I'm actually still drinking. I'm actually still drinking for two. So I have a massive um, crowler size drink in my hand. It's a uh, I guess if I was like Andre the Giant, it would be like a regular sized beer. Oh, have you watched that Andre the Giant documentary yet? No, it's on my list. I gotta watch that soon. Neither have I, but like I keep like when it, before it came out, I was like, oh my god, I can't wait till it comes out. Now it's been out for like two weeks, and I still haven't got around to watching it. But shit, stuff gets away from you, man. I'm tired. telling you. So I have a uh, giant crowler. It's a thirty-two ounce, so that's enough for an pray for Brian and I. Thirty-two ounce, or nice. Thirty-two ounce. I, I go big or go home. You know, yeah, that's like a, a forty minus eight. 
<laughs> that's right. I'm doing a minus eight. That's, that's a that's a faux fifths of a phony. <laughs> that's a square root of the <laughs> faux fifth phony. I like that. A four fifth forty. I like. Yeah, that's a good uh good way to describe it. Classy. So, uh, so I got a crawler from Escape Brewing Company, which is in Trinity, Florida, and I think I talked about them like two podcasts ago, where I went and uh, got some good beer. Went back with my sister and brother in law. And partook the day after I went the last time. And I picked up this crowler. Um, and the one that I'm drinking is the Other West Coast IPA. It's a really good IPA. has mosaic and citra hops. Um, and it has like, I guess just in the hops, it has like fruity, very, very hoppy, uh, like a very a regular, you know, uh, I guess like a, they consider a West Coast style IPA. So lightly malted, but has that very hoppy taste with like hints of like fruity tropical flavors. So it's kind of almost like a citrusy kind of thing. So, uh, very good. I like it in this, in the 32 ounce size. I think that fits well, uh, 7.1 ABV. So second half of this podcast, we'll see how that affects me. <laughs> Things to get a little bit sloppy. <laughs> how about you, Brian? What you got? Well, again, it's a sad tale of apres for Brian in April, but that's okay. We're we're going to be better for it. This is actually the first week where I was like, God damn it. I really just, like I had barbecue and I drank seltzer while I was eating barbecue, which is just, no, it's wrong. You got to have at least, you got to have a bourbon with barbecue, which just goes so perfectly together. So, Well, if you pour the bourbon on the barbecue and cook the barbecue, does it, is that really? If you cook it, it doesn't count because then it gets cooked off, but you can't just like, drunkenly pour your bourbon on your food <laughs> that's like the um the portlandia skit where they're like we can liquefy your meal for, for 15 bucks and they're like well what is that oh we just take jack daniels and pour it all over your food and like that sounds disgusting <laughs> can i liquefy my sides he's like oh yeah excellent choice you could do that excellent choice um so i so last time we podcasted i was drinking a monster rehab tea and lemonade and energy which I described as an Arnold Palmer with crack in it. Nice. And I drank half the can that day and I left the other half to age in my refrigerator <laughs> for the last two weeks. So this is an aged, a uh, refrigerator aged monster rehab tea and lemonade. But well, at least have, if you have the rocket shits at, like tomorrow, I'll be like, you know, that monster that was in there for two weeks. <laughs> There's like old shrimp in there in the fridge too. So it was like seeping in there and damn man. But I, uh, I'm, I'm chasing it with a GT's synergy, organic kombucha euphoria, Ooh, which is the euphoria. Euphoria is the one that's got ginger and cayenne pepper in it. Ooh, I don't like that one. Whoa. And I almost spilled it on my computer because I'm freaking, I'm getting the shakes from not drinking. <laughs> I got like the Amy Winehouse disease going on right now. Damn. But now, now some, I'm sure some out there are going to say, Brian, um, you do know that you're drinking the dark bottle of GT's kombucha, which means it's, you need to be 21 or older because it has 0.5% alcohol in it. Well, to you, I say, fuck you and stop nitpicking and make some friends because you're a dick if you're going to say shit like that to me. So that's alcohol for good. So would Jägermeister count as like a medicinal? Cause that's like formula 44. Like so, Vicks. Yeah. I mean, I, so if you really, had a cough and you had Jägermeister, I think that would count as like medicinal. There was a point in my life in my mid twenties. Like if I ever had any sort of like symptoms of a cold, 
I would actually go to my, I'd say self. Should I go to the grocery store to buy NyQuil? This is when you could just easily still buy the, like the real pseudoephedrine NyQuil. Should I buy the NyQuil or just buy Jägermeister? And probably four fifths of the time I'd buy just Jägermeister. Nice. I'm not proud of it, but this is, that's just how I got by. Economically, it's like the better, the better choice. It's cheaper per gallon. And you could have it if you're not sick. That's as a true. recreational, recreational medicinal. Let's put it that recreational way. Recreational medicinal. Yeah, you're really just, uh, you know, it's like, uh, what's that? Kind of like kombucha. Same idea. It's like, it's pretty much German kombucha. <laughs> Let's <laughs> be true. honest. That's what Jägermeister is. Yeah. It's German kombucha. Have you seen those new commercials they have for it? They're trying to rebrand it as like a cool drink. Dude, I love that commercial. Like it's a, like that bar. It's like the underground like ice bar. And there's that like German lady. She's like, of course it's cold. It's German. <laughs> I fucking love those commercials. That's what I just saw recently. But it's they had so another great. one. During the yeah. NHL playoffs, they have it on all the time. Yeah, and they have the same the same woman there. I think she came in with another guy and she was like, everything stopped. And she's like, raised the glass of Jägermeister and started drinking. I'm like, who the fuck drinks that now? Unless it's like a Jäger bomb or something. I don't know. I was trying to like after the last time we saw the commercial, I was trying to remember the last time I had Jägermeister. It's it's been probably a couple of years. Are you counting Jaeger bombs too? I can't even remember the last time. I mean, I've only had like one or two Jaeger bombs ever. Got wicked hammered drinking those Jaeger bombs, dude. Jaeger bombs, dude. There's dude. um, I don't know. I'm doing a Boston accent, but there was a <laughs> thing about Jersey Shore. There's like on Route 280 if you're going towards. Like just past Newark, going towards Jersey City, there's like an overpass, like between 280 and um, the Turnpike, and for some reason it's got it says Jaeger bombs. It's like spray painted on there. It's been there for probably a decade now. Wow, Jaeger bombs. So they started up Jersey Shore again, didn't they? Um, Jaeger bombs. I really don't want to talk about it. It's just Prince is dead. Two years, and fucking everyone from the Jersey Shore is still alive. Oh my God. I see all this shit on social media. It's all Don't about, did Ronnie cheat on his pregnant girlfriend? Doesn't oh matter. my God. He cheated on his girlfriend. Who the fuck cares? That's what I said. It doesn't matter. None of these people matter. Does that bitch ski? No, he doesn't. That's right. Jersey, Jersey Shore at Urban Ski Weekend. Now you're talking crossover hit right there. BET meets MTV meets oh. HIV <laughs> meets P-A-R-T-Y. <laughs> <laughs> nice meet cia and fbi we'll jump in there too <laughs> yeah i think that could be the crossover hit of our generation <laughs> oh man that's crazy crazy yeah. shit jersey shore cops together at last <laughs> together what you gonna do when they come for you bro <laughs> bro <laughs> that's you just had the music like the little you know the reggae music and then you just added bro <laughs> dude how much have has have those guys made the reggae dudes who made that song oh they must a, have made a fortune off that what's their net worth who is it um those, are those the same guys that sang red red wine or some shit like that no, that's ub40 uh no UB way 40. no way huh no this is like probably like just some like some like dude who was like dropping some some beats dropping some rhymes one day and then all of a sudden they're like you know this has got some legs oh they spit hot fire <laughs> it could I be di- I, I think it's actually Dylon's dad oh it's inner circle they're actually uh they've been around too yeah dude i you know what probably happened though i'm sure their agent just freaking raped them and is taking like 96 percent of that 
at work in a circle, I'm going to get some like secret society shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Of course, it's like Trump's inner circle worth. Yeah. Uh, oh, inner set. Well, inner circle net worth. This is the guys. You know they use um, Wu Tang Financial. <laughs> <laughs> Do they? Oh, thank God. They diversify now, your bonds. Now I know the money's safe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they're saying six hundred thousand dollars. Stop it. So they're saying, man. Like per person, at least. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm one of those bands with like 37 people in it. That's you know, like a polyphonic spree. We get two grand each, man. This guy plays the tambourine. <laughs> Who had a lot of like cool in the gang had a shitload of people in their in their uh, band. Did they? Earth, Wind, and Fire, maybe. Oh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. They had, they had like a whole orchestra. Like they had a shitload of people. It was like, who the hell is going? See, those are the bands that always have just an awful breakup because there's always one guy who thinks he's more important than like the other people. Who's that other guy from the 80s? Uh, Brian Seltzer Orchestra. He's got a whole orchestra. <laughs> Brian Seltzer. Did you say Brian Seltzer? Seltzer. 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 The Seltzer guy. Brian Seltzer, yeah. Seltzer, Seltzer. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seltzer guy. Hey, Brian Seltzer over there. He must get 90% or, you know, how do they break that up? Close okay, enough. Like 50 people in the band. It's like, how are you going to pay those guys? Have you watched the new Chris Rock stand-up special on Netflix? Uh, not the Chris Rock one. I saw. Oh man, it's it's good. It's got like this one line that I that makes me laugh my ass off. He keeps talking about how being in a relationship is like being in a band. He's like, some days, he's like, you're the lead singer. Some days you're playing the tambourine. He's like, <laughs> he's like, so it's like being in a band. He's like, I don't know what the fuck Oates does, but I know Holland had a hit song with Adam. <laughs> Fucking great. I love when you're part of a band name and like, who is that guy? What the fuck does Oates do? I don't know. He makes money. He cashes that goddamn check is what he does. Goddamn right. He gives friggin' mustache rides and he friggin' <laughs> slaps the bass. That's all he's got to do. Lepid the boss. I don't know what the fuck he does, <laughs> but Holland had a hit song without him. <laughs> That's awesome. Brilliant. That is brilliant. All right. So while we're still doing the app right today thing, got a couple of fun little stories to talk about. First off, three craft beer styles set to go mainstream in 2018. Now, one of these, this is from Food and Wine, so they're always a little hoity-toity and a little behind the scenes. Being yeah. from, uh, you know... I don't kind agree of, with all of these. Let's just start by that. Being beer connoisseurs as we are, we kind of laugh at this, but we thought it'd be a fun article for those who aren't, you know, super into their beers. First one is lagers. Yes, the friendly lager. Like, we talked about it a few weeks ago um, when we did our Whistler recap. Gibbons, they came out with their Apre lager, which was... a uh, delicious so you're seeing more companies kind of focus and put out a nice lager you know you think of like isn't budweiser a lager i think it technically is yeah uh i know yingling is yeah definitely yingling is um so it's like a light refreshing easy drinking beer you know it's pretty much one of the typical american uh craft beers and uh now a lot of other companies are starting to uh yeah try to bring it back and and put their own little twist on it, but go back to uh-huh. kind of like, kind of go back to like, you know, ground, you know, base level and, uh, and start with that. Well, they're all playing around with it. Cause you see a lot of IPLs now, Indian pale loggers and they're doing DIPLs. Like they're, everybody's messing around with, uh, with the, you know, the logger style, which is kind of cool. 
Yeah, it's kind of nice. Uh, they're usually a lot lighter alcohol, or a lot lower alcohol, more, you know, good summer beers, usually very refreshing. Yeah. Good for uh, playing some golf or doing a little softball action. Nice to have one of those good during. For, good for if you're out hitting the shuttlecock and reading food and wine. <laughs> you're playing some croquet. <laughs> Getting the shuttlecock back and forth. Doing some uh, some friggin' clay pigeon shooting. <laughs> Try not to hit the help. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, throw it higher. <laughs> <laughs> Can we purchase okay. a proper thrower, sir? It's fucking taking <laughs> taking people out. <laughs> it's a Dick Cheney special. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, sours. Now, I know I've met some people who are super into sour beers and I look at them and I just, I just give them a face of disgust. I don't know. I, uh, I think of it as like a wine cooler almost like they're not really, I, I don't know. They're okay for their purpose once in a while, but I'm it's not like, a big sour person. It's like, Hey, I'm going to take half a glass of my favorite beer and then pour vinegar in the rest of the glass. Yeah. Doesn't this sound delicious? Well, it's like the dogfish, uh, the Festina Pesh. That's a, that's a uh, sour, right? Yeah. <laughs> And I like that for a little while. And then I'm like, get this vinegar away from me. Yeah. I had, um, there was a local brewery up in, uh, upstate New York and a buddy of mine brought some back and they, he gave me two beers. One was a double IPA that was out of this world. And then the other was a sour IPA. Hmm. And he's like, Oh dude, this is really good. I tried it. And I was like, it's definitely unique and interesting, but I just, I didn't like it. It just, what do they do to make it sour though? Um, they actually, they ferment the yeast similar to like you would do for a cheese or a yogurt. Oh, wow. That's why. According to this article. Cheese. Yeah. Wow. So. You know, Captain Lauren's by you. They have a, a big sour fest in, uh, I think it's around September. Mm-hmm. Like a huge sour fest. And I guess they, they make a lot of good sour beers. And I know because they used to sponsor our little riding team and, uh, they used to talk about like, oh, this is the biggest thing. You guys got to come around for it. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of never made it around there because I don't like sour beers that much. I'm actually going to be up in that area on Monday or Sunday through Tuesday. Um, but unfortunately, it's not drinking. It doesn't really matter. So check it out. They have, um, yeah, they got like a cool area in the back where they have like bocce ball and food and stuff. But then I can't, but still bocce ball is way less interesting sober. Let's be honest, man. That is true. I mean, you go there for the beer. So you have beer and yoga. You can do the yoga without the beer. Another thing I'm not interested in. <laughs> um, so this actually, they mentioned in the article that the term sour actually encompasses a variety of beers from traditional Belgian lambics and German gozas to a full range of scattershot American offerings. I can see the gozas. I don't, they're sour. I'm, I'm not a big fan of those. Occasionally you can find a good one. And like in the summer, like you can, uh, I had one last summer. I think it was from, uh, oh, some sort of animal, like funky turtle or funky frog or something. Um, hmm. that was really good. I think it was based out of Philly, but uh, Philly, the uh, Super Bowl winning champion, Philly uh, area. Th- that and that same <laughs> one whose hockey team is getting their ass whooped by oh. Pittsburgh, which is, is that going on right now. Uh, it's three games to one. Penguins are up. Game five is Friday, which after I'm sure this uh, podcast will be out after the game. So hopefully the Penguins will wrap it up, get a Hornquist rested and get on to the next series. Is it in Philly or is it in Pittsburgh? It's in Pittsburgh. Yep. 
Oh, good. So they, there's a chance. There's there's a really good chance that Pittsburgh won't get burnt up after the game, right? Because they like to light shit on fire. Philly fans. Philly fans. Yeah, they're just. Uh, you know what? I, I don't know if they still do that anymore. I mean, I would hope we've oh, evolved okay. past that. No, they they do it every. <laughs> Villanova was Philly. But you know what? With this whole Starbucks thing in Philly, they may burn a Starbucks down. Yes. <laughs> You're talking about fucking Ooh. riots in You're talking about whole other... Yeah. That's a whole other can of corn. I don't even want to <laughs> Let's just open say, up. We had the story and we killed it from the outline. <laughs> yeah. We just... <laughs> Too in fuego to talk about that one. Ixnay on the Arbucks Day. So, last one of our of these three styles is my personal favorite, New England IPAs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so think of this wheelhouse. Think of this style as a cloudy, floral, fruit-forward cousin of the bitter, bitter, bitterer West Coast IPAs. Beer drinkers know and love. Huge, huge aromatics. Jeez. That's kind of what I'm drinking now. Hazy, juicy, dank beers that we've seen for a while, and I think we're still going to see a lot more of this year. Sometimes called simply unfiltered or hazy IPAs, this beer style is undoubtedly gaining steam. Is it orange juice, a fruit shake, bone broth, or beer? <laughs> nice. And of course, the picture they show is of a beautiful heady tulipa and a nice tulipa. Now, I think is this a tulip glass? It's like a I don't know what that one is called because a tulip usually has like the the very stubby stem. This is like a longer stemmed one. Let me guess. Food and Wine probably after that article has an advertisement for beer glasses, right? Particular beer glass for your heavy topper. This I, heavy topper glass. I have a bunch of. Uh, <laughs> luckily, I have some uh, plugins or um, add-ons to my browser that just wipes them all out, so I can't oh, see. Oh, nice! So they say. So, oh, you know what? I kind of screwed this up. I, they have ones to try, and for the IPAs, it's Heady Topper from Alchemist Green from Treehouse and Swish by Bissell Brothers. Hmm. I didn't mention the ones for the other beers. Um, these are fancy words. I don't even know how to say them. So for the, if you're into the sours, Atrial Rubicite by Austin's Jester King Brewery, Supplication by Russian River Brewing, oh, that's good. and Fuzzy by St. Louis's Side Project Brewing. If you're into the lagas, try Lager of the Lakes by Michigan Bells Brewery, Hell by Minneapolis's Shirley Surly Brewing Company, and Brooklyn Lager by Brooklyn Brewery. Brooklyn. So there you go. Couple of couple of fun beer ideas for you to check out. All right. From the cutting edge beer connoisseurs at Food and Wine. There you go. <laughs> Not food and beer. Food and beer. All right, so from BeerPulse.com, we have an announcement that Citizen Cider is expanding their Burlington, Vermont facility. Nice. So, unfortunately, last time I was in Burlington, I didn't get to go over there. We had Citizen Cider, but we were too lazy. I think we were, uh, that was uh, Ski Bum Week. <clears throat> yes, that was the train wreck Ski Bum Week where there was no snow. Right. And we were too lazy to walk like two blocks to Citizen Cider. Um, also, because in our hotel, they had freaking Focal Banger and we had never, it would just come out. We'd never had it before. That was great because like everything was hard to get, like hard to find. So it was like, all right, you got to go. The guy was telling us to go to the taco shop. Remember we were at that. Um, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Farmhouse. Uh, what the hell was the name of that restaurant? 
farm to table place. That was really good. Uh, but he's oh, like, Oh, farmhouse tap and grill, I think, or something. Yeah. And, he, and they own the taco shop. And he's like, you go to taco shop. Cause nobody goes there. Everybody comes here looking for help. Hill farmstead. He's like, um, you can go over there and probably find focal banger. And, uh, it was funny. Then we found it at the, uh, the hotel. Anyway, so we were too lazy to walk like two blocks to sit in cider, but I heard it was pretty good. Um, they actually have a ton of different flavors of their cider. Yeah, even like the the different type of uh, apples used in it. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're expanding it, um, and they said it's on uh, Flint Avenue in Burlington, Vermont. So if you go to Burlington, I would say put this on the list. You got to see your. If you go to Vermont, you definitely got to do Ben and Jerry's. You got to do Cabot. And you got to do Burlington, the farm to table places and citizen cider should be on there. Uh, whether you're a cider drinker or not, I think they have some mild ciders that are actually really good. Um, so they're saying it's going to be a state of the art processing facility, uh, on Flint Avenue. So it's going to be pretty cool where I guess they're going to process and, and have, you know, expand that whole facility they got. So the grand opening is on May 12th. So good luck to them. Yeah, good luck to them. And if anybody can get out there, let us know how it is. Yeah. Send us word on the socials. Um, I have, I recently bought a four pack of Citizen Cider and I got the Dirty Mayor, which is like a, <laughs> it's like awesome. a ginger, a ginger cider. Ginger Mayor. You know what's great about it is that it's one of those things like, now the day that I got it, I had been, I had a couple of apres at our favorite place up at Killington. So I had like two or probably at the probably three, at least three like big, heavy, delicious IPAs. And I wanted to keep drinking, but I didn't want any more beer and I didn't have any liquor with me. So citizen cider is fantastic because we had gotten sushi to eat in the condo for dinner and having the ginger cider with the sushi was Perfect. out of this world. It paired perfectly with it. It was delicious. It's a little bit lighter, um, but it still has some really good flavor and you know, a lot of, a lot of fruit flavor, obviously from the, uh, the apples. But, Listen uh, to that food wine. That's a perfect pairing. Yeah. Ginger was, apple beer with sushi, G- ginger apple cider with sushi. Perfect. Yeah. It was, uh, it was perfect. It was delicious. So yeah. Um, even if you're not into the cider thing, it's they're really worth giving a shot. Um, the citizen cider stuff is really good. Well, I thought I was thought it was gonna be very like sweet, and I remember having it uh, when we were up. I think it was when we were in Burlington, and they were like, "No, try this one. It's very dry. It's very you know." It was awesome. It was like dry, not too sweet. It was it perfectly hit the wheelhouse. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, they actually say on their website that it pairs well with fried chicken, Thai cuisine, pan-seared sea bass, and vegetable pho. Pho. How's so the pronunciation? Pho, pho. It's pho, It's supposed right? to be pho, I think. Pho. 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 I don't know. My accents are... Pho. Yeah, ginger and lemon. Ginger and lemon. I would say sushi as well. Speaking of fried chicken, I had the best chicken and waffles. Oh my God, it sounds so good. God damn, it was awesome. That was like breakfast, lunch, it was brunch. It's awesome. Oh. Mm. Now I know why Elvis liked it so much, man. <laughs> Freaking awesome. All right, we got one more story. We're talking about booze here. This is depressing. Uh, all this booze talk and me drinking not booze. <laughs> You're killing yourself right now. This is this only makes you stronger. I, I, feel, drink- I feel like Conan the Barbarian, like pushing that wheel. I'm drinking more just for you in your honor. I appreciate it. 
pouring one out. I pouring one out for the homie in my mouth. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about this, I think, a few weeks ago. How Keystone Light is kind of going with the name Stone on their beers instead of Keystone, just calling it like, "Hey, have a stone." So Stone Brewing, the real beer company out of San Diego has issued a statement regarding Miller Coors's response to Stone's lawsuit. It's a little confusing. So Miller Coors owns Keystone beer, which Keystone, if you don't know, is like a shitty beer that people, you know, when it's on sale for 10 bucks for a 30 pack, they buy it so they can get hammered. But their owner is Keystone, right? (laughs) Keystone. What a stupid ass ad campaign that was. They decided to kind of, instead of calling it Keystone, because you know, if you're if you're buying a thirty pack of of ten dollar beer, you obviously can't think of two different syllables in the name of your beer. So you got to go with just Stone because well, they could have called the Keister, the Keister, <laughs> the Keister. Hey, you gonna have some Keisters today? Yeah, Keister Light. <laughs> Is it Keister regular or Keister Light? <laughs> Keister Ice. They got to make them like the long thin cans, like the uh, Nick Ultra. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> The, what was the what was the one at the uh, was it Miller that had like the vortex? <laughs> so you it's could like twist it. you could like chug it faster. It's like rifling the uh, the bottle. Yeah, so you could chug the beer faster. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Is Come it? on, man, really? Come on, you're hitting that demographic of like eighteen to twenty. It's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> the underage drinkers. That's right in the wheelhouse. There, it's got the vortex bottle. I could drink so much faster. You know, someone is touting around like, I can drink faster than you. You drink out of a regular can. I'm drinking out of the Vortex, man. Watch this. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. Yeah. So anyway, so the good <laughs> folks at Miller Coors have decided to, that they're going to call their beer Stone Light and Stone Brewing. Dude, I can't stop laughing. I totally forgot about the Vortex can. <laughs> the Vortex well, the bottle. The bottle. The Vortex bottle. Holy shit. <laughs> Yes, then they made one. It's easy, easy keistering too with the with the uh, vortexery. <laughs> Corkscrew action. Or <laughs> you told me the whole story, Mister French Tickler. <laughs> Holy shit! All right. Okay, so the good folks at Stone Brewing, the real Stone Brewing, the craft beer guys out in San Diego, they uh, they decided to to file a lawsuit with Miller Coors. And um, the uh, the folks at Miller Coors, they uh, I don't think they were too happy about it. Hey, why don't you just go fuck yourself? Pretty much, yeah. So they're uh, I think gonna probably battle this out. But um, Stone Brewing executive chairman and co-founder Greg Co enjoyed reading the document while sipping a Stone White Geist Berliner Weisse. A great beer for reading works of fiction when it's not even noon yet, he remarked. This is a response to the lawsuit. Although it's probably going to take some coffee to keep me awake through all this doublespeak, he further observed that Miller Coors's gigantic law firm did what they got paid to do, present a lot of misleading allegations and package them as facts. In coming days, we look forward to publishing each misstatement on Twitter. Hint, the deception starts right up front in paragraph one, Best choose your popcorn eating gifts now. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So they were just like, they're just like so annoyed, you know, it's, it's stupid. And you know what? Like it's really, I don't, I, it's, it can't affect their sales because anyone who's going to drink a stone beer 
is not going to be confused and accidentally by Keystone Light. Yeah, there's no way to confuse it. It's, yeah. When you keyster, one's right next to the uh, Old English and the other one's in like a separate four pack. Area. It's the American Kokanee. <laughs> Dude, Kokanee's huge. American Kokanee. They got like their, do they have like a, um, <laughs> a Canadian pit bull for Kokanee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we have the Bud Light Pitbull. They got the Kokanee, like, I don't know. Bud Light Platinum. But Light Platinum. Very different. <laughs> That's right. It's got less piss in it. There's like, there's like 10% less piss. Now with Bud Light, Bud Light Platinum. Piss. Dude, it still kills me. I, I just, the Vortex can't. <laughs> the Vortex, Vortex bottle. bottle. Like, who thought that was a good idea? Somebody, in, in, like, in, the, in their job was like, let's do a Vortex bottle. You could drink it faster. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks, some shitty MBA. <laughs> <laughs> you have an MBA. It doesn't mean you're smart. Let's put it that way. That's true. Wow. A University of Phoenix MBA. <laughs> the Miller Lite Vortex bottle. <laughs> and again, they were working for Miller Lite. So anyway. This is true. So suck at Miller Coors. That's pretty much the bottom line. <laughs> I wonder if a Stone Brewing Company would ever consider the Vortex bottle oh and one of those that enjoy buys that yeah. would be nice <laughs> enjoy by vortex enjoy by, enjoy by the next 10 minutes after opening this the next 30 seconds after opening this you gotta chug yeah. it let's get into the genjula so i believe uh frank might be a little bit either busy angry with us i don't know we got to reach out we got to have him on the podcast we keep talking about it i'm yeah. gonna make a commitment to you everyone including you brian that i will reach out to frank tomorrow or tonight frank we're here for you we're gonna reach out and touch each other don't worry whoa 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 hey <laughs> i'm not drinking i said it i believe it <laughs> so the first story in the gondola. And there's a lot of gondola news this week. Things are getting crazy in the world. Oh yeah. But this was actually a local New Jersey one. And uh, Bridgewater, New Jersey has officially said no to legal pot. And I, uh, was it I, like a real no? Or was it like a crisp, crispy no with a donut in his mouth? And it kind of was muffled like no, like that, or it's a four to one. No. And you know what it is? It's a very Bridgewater is a very nice town. It's, it's just one of those places where a lot of nice people live. You grew up near there, a, right? What's that? You grew up down near there. That's I grew up town. near there. I played a lot of hockey there, like in the, the arenas in the area. I spent a lot of time in that Bridgewater area. And you know what it is? It's one of those nice places where you have a lot of nice chain restaurants and all these nice chain restaurants, they sell a lot of nice shitty beer and alcohol and they want to get their nice patrons nice and drunk so that all the nice police in Bridgewater can pull over these nice drunk patrons and make a nice amount of tax revenue for the nice town of Bridgewater. That's really what I think is going on here is all these people are just trying to keep the revenue stream rolling the way it's been just going for, for decades now. Well, the only thing I hear there is Puerto Ricans stay away from there. Cause they, they don't like that. They use this as an excuse to pull us over. Bunch of Hashtag people. not racist. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Bridgewater. Shame yeah. On. It's just one of those, like uh, these, just like these dummies who can't read anything new and are making money in one particular way. They always have been. Why would you? Why would you try to expand your mind and, and read new data and information? 
I wouldn't give them the thumbs up. I wouldn't give the thumbs down. I'd just give them the finger. How about that? And you know what it is? Fine. You're not going to do it. I'm sure the next, I'm sure Manville will be more than happy to legalize it there. Frank's chicken house. Frank's chicken house. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. I I was never there, but I heard so much about that place. One of my favorite things in high school, we used to have like this shitty local uh, newspaper and the sport, the, the, the newspaper was based out of Bridgewater and every, like, usually it was like the weekend. So like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, when you got the sports section of the local paper on Thursday, it would say who was dancing at Frank's chicken house for the weekend. And now, Brian, this is, why, why are you reading the ads for like two hours? Dude, this was, well, this was, this was the mid nineties. You know, there was no internet. Well, there was, it was an internet, but it wasn't like the sports page. I'm going right to the sports. I want to see who's at Frank's. Well, it's like Kayla cupcakes, you know, like 56 <laughs> quadruple M 2036 going to be performing at Frank's chicken house this weekend. And like, you're like, Whoa, this is pretty interesting. Oh, this is very interesting. Uh, like, <laughs> and by the way, the Yankees are, uh, how are they doing? Uh, how about that? Yeah. yeah just with the NBA. Catching up on the cross right now. <laughs> yeah. But that's like, again, that was like exciting stuff back in the day. You know, like there was a simpler time. You couldn't just look at your phone and be like, okay, let's look at fisting now. It just wasn't an option. That's true. There was no porn hub. There was no easy access porn available. Um, there was nothing. There was no like send was nudes. Awesome. There was none of that. You couldn't just do that. Like couldn't, that was not a thing. Couldn't just send a dick pic or get a twat pic back. It was none of that. Wow. No twat boobs. pic, huh? Topic serious. I mean, that's like you, you better be almost married for the topic. Yeah. That's yeah. like just sending an asshole pick to somebody. Who, who does that? <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> oh, one person. Oh, that went to a group. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I went to my uh, hockey team. <laughs> but for your, if you're like disgruntled at work, that's a nice way to just, you know, let people know what's up. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's a symbol for the server went down. We're all fucked. If you want to get fired or if you don't care about your job, somehow find a way to hack into like if you have TVs up or something or like a central, just, just goatsy, just put up the goatsy picture and just like, (laughs) just watch the chaos ensue. If I go through that much trouble, Mm -hmm. I'm streaming dick ass, like just horrible pics the entire, all day streaming. Like every, I'd say every two seconds, a new pic. (laughs) Just streaming through. Like Fight Club? It would be like, like subliminal. It would be like porn flowing right into your eyes. It'd be like the worst thing in the world. There was a time when I was less mature than I am right now. And I once went to the Apple store and just decided to go to like all the different computers and put like two girls, one cup on. <laughs> and then you sit back and watch. <laughs> Again, just watch the chaos unfold. Oh my God. Oh. Civilization is a very thin veil. And there are sometimes ways we have to sort of like poke at that veil and just be honest with ourselves with what kind of animals we all really are. So that's where you got to put it on and stagger it. So it's at different points. <laughs> so when people turn away, they see it on the other oh thing, my God. Like almost the same spot. They're like, oh, oh, I just thought I turned away from that spot. Yeah. So again, you know, it was a different time. So Bridgewater, whatever you're going to do, do your own thing. You got your mall. You got your own freaking chain restaurants. You'll be fine. But you know what? No one gives a shit. They'll go somewhere else. And you know what? Whatever town does legalize it is going to make a ton of money. And eventually you'll come around. So, or, or, or they won't. Who knows? And if they don't, who cares? Screw Asbury Park is ready to become the Denver of New Jersey. They've already said that. Right. 
They're like, line it up. We're going to friggin' have a uh, friggin' Costco of weed in Asbury Park. Bring it on. A farmer's market. A weed farmer's market. What do you oh, think about that? That'd be nice. Farm to table. If anybody has any seed, uh, send them to the address that's at skibonepodcast.com. Farm, farm to bong. Farm farmer's to bong. market. Yeah. Farmer's market, right? <laughs> Call it farm to bong. Farm to vape. Farm to vape. Farm to vape. Weed farmer's market. I like that. It's people laugh now. It's going to happen. Wait for it. We should just uh, like put the stake in the ground now and just have a weed farmer's market every week. And people actually bring weeds instead of real weed until they. <laughs> until it's ready. <laughs> until it's ready. Bunch of chives. Those come here for weed, man. <laughs> just dandelion salad, man. That's great. It's all dandelions every fucking time I come here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, way to have your elitist little. Um, they might as well just put a wall around Bridgewater. How about that? Yeah, and just go to the mall and just get your uh, go get some diabetes at the food court. Mm, you'll be fine. Bridgewater Mall. Go to TGI <laughs> Fridays and get some mozzarella sticks. Right. Yeah. Ah, Panda Panda Express. Panda Express. <clears throat> All right. So anyway, so this is April nineteenth. We, we can't promise that. Our podcast will be out there before midnight tonight, but hopefully you've enjoyed the official 420, which is tomorrow. Um, so in case you're hearing this or in case you go to our podcast, we're going to have everything, probably post something about this, but 420 tomorrow, there are a ton of like venues that are going on. So official 420 rally in Denver. Um, so I've heard of this one. We know somebody <clears throat> that went to university of Denver, uh, that smoked crack by accident. And, uh, <laughs> he, he said this was a festival before it was official. Everybody used to just go and how can you rest? Like, you know, a few thousand people, you can't do it. So, uh, they're saying it's a pig pen cloud of smoke. Um, national cannabis festival, Washington, DC. Uh, Sweetwater Fest 420 Atlanta. So I guess they're part partnering with the beer. That sounds pretty cool. Um, 420 Roll It Up Las Vegas. What's not legal in Las Vegas? Ooh, Cypress Hill is going to be there. Oh, that's nice. Ice Cube, Cypress Hill, and Baby Bash and Bone Thugs. What happened to Harmony? I don't know. I don't know, man. But that seems pretty goddamn good. Plus, they got are they are the uh, Knights playing tomorrow? No, dude, they freaking swept. They swept the Golden Knights, the first ever expansion team to sweep a uh, a golden, playoff series. Golden Shower Knights, and you say the uh, <laughs> you say it's not Dude, fixed. Did you Crazy. did you did you watch any of those? Like the first game they played against the Kings, the home game, there was like a freaking this like theatrical event before the game started. They had this whole thing where it's like, they're like, which one of the eight challengers will, will square off against the Knights? And they have like all the other teams with their really? flags and like the King, cause they're playing the Kings. The King comes out and he's like, like waving the flag. And then the Knight comes out and they like joust on the, really? on the ice. Oh my God. It was so bizarre. I gotta look that up. That looks like good. If you're eating like a chicken with your hands but like for that's what I'm a saying. hockey game, you're like, is weird. It was medieval times, a little bit of Cirque du Soleil. It was like the most Vegas thing possible. It can was so if, weird. Can you imagine if going to a hockey game there, it's like medieval times. You're eating like fucking chicken with your hands and just like calling a girl a wench. Like that would be pretty <laughs> wild. But she'd be like a slutty wench because it's Vegas. 
be like a stripper slutty watch. Yeah, I mean, she couldn't get any more sh- uh, shifts at Spearmint Rhino, so she had to work at the friggin' Knights game for a little while. So, you know. That's it. Doing lap dances at, at the, the between periods. The rent's not going to pay itself. <laughs> That's right. right? The stick's not going to say, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's like, there's a lot of, wow, this shit going to go down. There's going to be, I'd say at least I'm calling 10 pregnancies out of that weekend. Seriously. Um, all right. 420 Waldo's forever Chicago. Damn it. I, I went the wrong weekend. Son of a bitch. Yeah, you missed it. God damn it. I missed it by one weekend because I'm a dumbass. <laughs> Uh, SoCal Cannabis Cup. Boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love the pricing on the SoCal Cannabis Cup. It's $45 <laughs> to $420. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, San Bernardino, Little Wayne, Rick Ross, and Nats are supposed to be there. God damn, that's going to be a party. You know who's going to make a guest appearance? Snoop Dogg's got to make some appearance. Oh, he's, got his own, he's got his own thing going on, I'm sure. He's got the Snoopy Dupa Loop, whatever Snoop he's got. Fest, yeah. The Fruit Loop, a Snoopy Dupe. Um, Disco Dining Club, Los Angeles. What the fuck is that about? Disco Dining. LA Diner uh, Dining Party is throwing a fete. Ah, it just gets a little, this is too fancy for me. Uh, 420 Baked by By the Bay, San Diego. That sounds legit. Waterfront Party, Wyclef Jean playing. Also knows um, Wyclef Jean. More, uh, otherwise. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. an imposter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, benefit of the Chihuahua Rescue Wait, of Sandy. Wasn't that what uh, Dylan said? He's like, <laughs> I wanted to work with Wyclef more than I want to work with Puff. <laughs> I spit that fire. You're too close, man. You're too close, man. Okay. And then the Ganja Goddess Getaway Bay Area. This is a three-day all-women glamping expedition where the men invade... <laughs> <laughs> Pete is in hand. Um, they have everything. Dabs, edibles, vates, blunts, bongs, and a perpetual giant buffet. Damn, oh my that god. Awesome. And they have yoga, swimming, belly dancing, uh, trot, which I have no idea what trot is. Was that I have the trots sometimes, you have the trots, but that's not the same thing. I don't think shitting yourself is Is that like Gangnam style? Like we do a little horse riding thing? I have no idea. Uh, maybe they, they act like horses. You've seen that. <laughs> uh, I don't painting. know what sort of videos you're watching, but I, I do not understand. It's all, it's all fetish stuff. Uh, all fetish all day. That's a channel that I'm streaming. Uh, <laughs> drum circles and a whole bunch of other stuff that f- sounds fun to do. But if you have a penis, you're not allowed. Damn it. What if you identify as a woman, but you're actually a guy? So I had this conversation uh, this weekend about Bruce Jenner. He still has the pickle. So technically, is I he thought he got rid of it. I don't know. I thought he did. Yeah. I thought he had it. Hmm. So I'm not really checking. I don't have him on like my alert. My, was it Caitlin? Caitlin? Caitlin Jenner? Caitlin Jenner? I don't Caitlin, know. Caitlin, yeah. Yeah, the Jenner. I don't have the alerts coming in. So yeah, not up to date, but. Anyway, so there's a shitload of stuff going around. I'm sure if you go to like the local train station, there's probably some, there's probably smoke out. <laughs> there's some shit going on everywhere. Yeah, I was walking past somewhere this past week. Oh, you know what? I went for a run uh, last on on Tuesday, and as I was walking back, I was like, "Oh, there's weed." There's so people weed. Are getting ready. You know, it's the time of year. People want to get out, start having some fun. So yeah, go out, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of festivals near wherever you are. So, and I'm sure any of the ski mountains are going to have a, a nice little 
considering there's snow in so many places, there'll be plenty of places that'll have a nice little 420 event on the mountain. If you're able to put some sticks or a board on, I'm sure there's going to be some 420 around. Indeed. Damn, I miss it. Another fun story. So Meghan Markle, now she's going to be the queen or the princess or she's going to something. They would have to kill off two queens and a king to get... And she'd have to kill off her husband, I think. Dude, that's, think. Just, that's just one episode of Game of Thrones. See, I don't know the whole hierarchy. I just know she's probably got to do about a five-person body count. See, that's the way I think. Again, in, <laughs> this is half an episode of Game of Thrones. Not a problem. This can easily happen. Red Wedding. <laughs> Red Wedding. End of it, she could be like the queen. But now, isn't she half black? So it would be the Black Wedding. Oh, oh, Red and Black Wedding. Boom. Yeah, Red and Black. <laughs> Damn. All right, so she is that is, racist? I don't know. Now she's American, and I guess I'm sure raised the British, California. raised in California, and I'm sure all the these the British are getting up in arms because they're used to like their proper inbreeding royals going. We're invading them now. Who's the bitch now? That's what I'm saying. That's right. Spirit of '76. Right. You go, Megan. <laughs> so her nephew, he has revealed that he's currently developing a special strain of cannabis to celebrate the upcoming royal wedding. Tyler Dooley grows cannabis in Oregon, which has been legal in that state since 2015. And he is in the process of creating a new potent hybrid named Markle's Sparkle. Nice. Is he doing something for 420 tomorrow? <laughs> I would have no doubt that he is. So he hasn't spoken to he hasn't spoken to her in three years. Um, but he has but, a quote about what she thinks, right? And he's like, well, I think she would like it, man. Like she grew up in California and I am sure has an American view on pot. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, I know in England that marijuana is still a taboo subject, but it's more normal to us here because we grew up around it in high school. Everybody experiments with it here. So... I wonder how much she's having to deny that with the royal family right now. Oh my God. Could you imagine like what they're saying behind her back? Like those just those sit with old, the old ass queen. Those pasty inbred twats just like it's my word. This American It's either that or she's sitting around with the queens just smoking the shit out of something right now. I don't know. That'd be kinda it's either yin or yang. It's either one way or another. I don't know. It's gotta be extreme in one direction. One or the other, yeah. There's I'm no thinking like, a queen is like, I've sat around and, and smoked opium before. This is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they, they had to have so much available to them. And me, and, me and Gandhi had quite the orgy back in the day. I, I, I bet she, she has some great fucking stories, I got to say. She probably, no, I doubt she does. I want to believe she does. They're probably all terrible, awful, boring stories. Yeah. But imagine like, imagine she like dosed the queen, <laughs> oh, <laughs> drops awesome. like a 500 milligram, uh, friggin' chocolate bar into like her, uh, her brownies. Dude, uh, Prince Harry's a fun guy. I bet you he's dosed his mom before or his uh, grandma before. That would be fantastic. I'm sure he's been like, ah, we, we dosed the queen mommy. She didn't have no idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, they good at those two are going to be like the fun couple. Yeah. Prince. They have like so many like less responsibilities. Like they, they're like the fun ones while like, you know, the other yeah. two, they're just like, have to do all this important stuff. Quote unquote yeah. important. Yeah, Cause they're like on the, on deck for like when somebody dies, like they got to step in. Like these guys are like, we need like a major event to even get there. So let's just have a lot of fun. Yeah. 
So hopefully they pass it around at the wedding. I just want to see that. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll have the first dance and sm- first smoke. Um, all right. So next up, we got the country that pioneered wellness is adopting cannabis as a cure. Finally, way to go, Switzerland. So um, Switzerland is known for having, um, you know, the whole idea of going to the alpine air and detoxing yourself, uh, not drinking beer for 30 days. That works too. Um, but, uh, so, um, you know, it's, it's known for like being a, a, a haven where people go to, you know, for wellness and what they're really embracing right now is CBD, uh, cannabidiol, can, cannabidiol. I can never say it. I know it is CBD. Um, but basically if anybody doesn't know, that's the non THC, non psychoactive version of, um, marijuana and it has so many healing effects to it. So they're actually including it in like spas. They're selling it, um, in, uh, certain, certain stores now, and it's become like a, a big thing now. So it's pretty cool. The, um, I guess 2011 Swiss law made room for the sale of cannabis containing less than 1% of THC. So that, you know, right away, CBD, you know, came in and they're saying 11 months later, there were, um, uh, estimated about, uh, $600 million in, uh, Swiss francs, which is about six point, uh, six hundred, uh, sixty-two million million a year, uh, being bought. And they're saying tourists and tourists are starting to now catch on, but it's been part of their, their, um, they're offering for wellness for, for a little while. So it's kind of interesting because a lot of people go to Switzerland, they go to, uh, what's it? St. Moritz is like known as one of the big, you know, wellness places where the rich and famous go and they get away from things and they kind of detox and stuff. So now CBD's thrown in the mix. So well, do you remember when we went to Zermatt, they, we bought that, um, cannabis infused iced tea and like the vending machine. Yes. You remember that? that? Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was like, it was at the train station at the train station. Yeah. It was really good. I mean, it did, it said like no THC and you know, no, no psychoactive effects, but it was almost like, yeah, like a CBD iced tea and it was really good. Yeah. That's exactly what it was, but it kind of felt like we were buying it from a dealer because it was like dark and it was a train station and it was a little vending machine. So I was like, yeah, it's like we we just bought some weed stuff. We were like all happy. (laughs) We felt, we thought we were so cool. And we're drinking it. We're like, man, I feel so, I got the munchies. Like, I don't know, man. Out. I'm going to need another croissant, man. <laughs> like, take care. You're just fat. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're just hungry because you're fat. <laughs> yeah. So they're saying uh, it's pretty cool. So they're embracing it. And I would imagine you're going to see as, as the U.S. embraces it, you see other countries start embracing it and. It's going to be uh, all over. Canada's so, embracing it. Isn't it weird, though, how just uh, how uh, caught up and like how like, Europe is just so against it? Like, I don't know. Is it like a control thing with them? You know, because like I know, um, you know, my my father in law, he moved to Norway recently and mm. his girlfriend from who's Norwegian has been over here in the States. And my father in law is a very fun guy. And he has allegedly partaken in in cannabis a lot, <laughs> so much so he lost his skis once. And she like won't even 
touch it. Like she is like deathly afraid of it. She's just wants nothing to do with it. And um, he's like, come on, it's not a big deal. Like there's just such a stigma and a taboo and like the laws for having it are ridiculous over there. It's like instant jail. It's It's so ironic. Yeah. Cause cause yeah, their whole thing is like, Oh, we're so free. Like we're like, everyone's like naked everywhere. That's not, that's not a problem. But when it comes to a plant, they're just so like high strung and just like, Oh, this is no, no way we can't take this. Well, and they're, they're especially like Norway and the, the whole, like they're closer to Amsterdam. Like Amsterdam has been known as forever as like, you can do whatever you want there. Like it's, everything's legal. So that's true. Amsterdam, Amsterdam and Portugal. Those are like, like Netherlands and Portugal seem to be like the two spots where they're very, very open about it. Cause Portugal decriminalized all drugs. Back oh, wow. in I think like two thousand and either one or seven. I don't know. I'm I'm totally blowing Damn. that. But yeah, they decriminalized everything and they were really you know, a lot of the again, a lot of people in power, a lot of people in control, the police, they were like, This is not gonna work, it's gonna be terrible, it's gonna be chaos in the streets. And lo and behold, based on all evidence of what was gonna happen, everything was like way better, like teen usage way down. Uh, addiction way down, you know, help for people way up. So, Great. you know, it's just when things are taboo, more dummies are going to want to do it. So yeah. that's the whole, that's a lot of the reasoning behind it. So when you do legalize things, it becomes a lot less attractive to a lot of the people who are going to get themselves into trouble doing it. So it's just funny when you go somewhere and you ask like, so do they sell weed here? They're like, oh, you can't even ask for that. It's like, what do you mean? I just asked to see if there's any weed available. I didn't say I'm going to buy any. I'm just wondering what the deal is. Like, yeah, I remember Austria. We're like, we're talking about the, at the cigar bar. We're talking to some of like a local, I forget if they were German or, or Swiss. They're like, yeah, cigars are okay, but I'd rather be smoking some, some you know, <laughs> cannabis. They're like, oh, do you have any? Like, it was almost like they were narcs. They're like, oh, do you have any? Like, maybe <laughs> you have some to sell? Really? It's like, uh no, just yeah. just throwing it out there. They're uh, throwing it out there, Brits, like settle down. And sometimes they act like you know. Wait a minute, I, 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 you know, I lived in North Jersey for a while. Like, no, I don't have to bury a body. It's not that bad. Like, I just want to get some weed. That's all. You know, just asking, seeing if anybody has any weed in this town. Yeah. And then if you ask around in Canada, oh yeah, eh? you just call this number and they come over and deliver some weed, eh? Right to your uh, hotel room there. Oh, that's fucking awesome. I wish they delivered now. That was pretty handy dandy. It'd be like Domino's, man. It, I can't believe how much you couldn't even buy like an eighth. It's on the corner. It's a shit ton of weed. How are you going to do that for a week as a as a as a recreational like tourist there? Like that's too much. Got to make some friends. I mean, that's like a that that's like a ski club whole ski club, you know, amount. That's a party, is what it is. That's a party. Yeah. So we have a, one other interesting story that's kind of dovetailed into a couple other stories. So this was a big, uh, big story last week, and it's Trump and Gardner strike deal on legalized marijuana, ending standoff over justice nominees. Hmm. Cory Gardner, he is a senator and a Republican senator, mind you, from Colorado. Great and state of Colorado. The, the freaking the best state in the country, Colorado. Back in January. He um he said he would block all Department of Justice nominations after Attorney General Jefferson Beauregard Sessions issued a memo that heightened the prospect of a federal marijuana crackdown in states that had legalized the substance. Um, 
which Colorado did in 2014. But uh, Gardner and Trump had a conversation last Wednesday and uh, Gardner got Trump's assurance that they are going to keep their hands off of the legal marijuana industry, you know, kind of sticking to the federal belief system that states rights, Trump federal rights, you know, like if you have legalized something in the state, that's the precedent. And that's, what's going to be, that's how you can experiment. That's how you can figure out what's going to work on a larger scale, do it in a smaller area, which the states have been doing and have had, you know, great success. And I remember reading the story and I was like, Oh my God, this must piss off Jeff Sessions so much. Well, Cause he rescinded that order, right? That, and it made me so happy. Yeah. yeah the coal memo, which yeah. I think was in place in the Obama administration where they were going to keep right. their hands off of uh, states that have legalized. And so this, again, now our fair president, he, uh, he tends to say things and then just not necessarily do them. So I don't think anything has been officially signed or passed. That's why you got to talk about what you agreed to to make sure you hold them up to it. Yeah. So so that happened last week. And then right after that, so crazy, freaking former House Speaker John Boehner announced that he's joining a board of directors for a cannabis company and oh. engaged in efforts to allow veterans to access marijuana for medical use. The and veteran push is huge. And he had been opposed to decriminalizing as an elected official. So, of course, now, you know, we've talked about it at nauseum over these podcasts about how, you know, follow the money. And, you know, I'm sure Boehner, he left, you know, left a public office and he probably got hooked up with the right people who were like, Hey man, you know, we want to throw in 10 million bucks here. I'll turn into 250 once they legalize it. And then, you know, all of a sudden his story changes where, well, you know, I've done a little more research and some soul searching and I talked to some people and now. And he's I hooking on to the veterans mind. too. He's, he's, you know, which is it, fine because the veterans need it. But like then he's, but it's, well, it's, it's, it's what any good whore politician would do. Exactly. You know, it's, it's follow the script. So yeah, as long as we benefit script. and as long as the veterans benefit, I, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's a, it's a plant that's helping people. It's so moronic that it's ever been illegal. And I think we're all starting to open our eyes to that. So another story kind of off of that, this just happened today. Uh, New York Senator Chuck Schumer is trying to put forth a bill that will decriminalize marijuana across the country. Nice. It's crazy how much this is like, this is just the last That should have happened so long ago. Yeah. It's, you know, it's still a schedule one drug, which is the dumbest thing possible. It if really has to change. It should be legal nationally and then up to the states, whether it's legal or not. Well, it was the scheduling that ruined everything, making it a schedule one drug, which says it has no medicinal benefits as what's given it, given it the hardest time to, to legalize it, to get more information on it, to do testing on it, to do studies on it. Like all that stuff has been blocked because when it's federal, you know, a schedule one drug, no one can do anything with it. You know, you're it's in the same class as cocaine or opium fucked up. Yeah. But no, opium, I mean, are they, are they actually classified as stage or uh, as schedule one? Schedule one because is opium well, isn't that used opium. for, like, but isn't that used for morphine? Like, isn't that where it's derived from? Uh, yeah, well, it's, a, like it's Oxycontin a, and morphine and dialod oh, and all that stuff. Schedule two drug. <clears throat> oh, wait, hold on. Even cocaine is, isn't cocaine used for medical as well? Somewhere, they're all, somehow? They're all used somehow for medical. They, they find a way to use them, but. And then like, well, California is also trying to legalize 
like LSD and MDMA in the next couple of years. So yeah, it's, it's just, we could, this would be a whole drug podcast and we've, we've definitely talked way more about weed than we probably need to, but you know, it's just, it's fascinating stuff. And I think we're really going to look back at this in 10 years or so and, and realize how stupid this whole prohibition has been. And how- so in Canada, opium is a schedule one in the U S it's schedule two. And in the UN it's schedule one. I have no idea how this fucking works, but so it's schedule two. Well, why else are we, uh, you know, guarding those poppy fields in uh, Afghanistan? Yeah, right. Mm, yeah. Well, not, we got we got to some, not use it. We got to make some opiates out of it. It's our pharmaceutical interest. Exactly. So there's how seeing, are the stocks going? How are you going to make your quarterly numbers right. on Wall Street? Right. So they're saying that opium is less dangerous than marijuana. Yes, exactly. Which is retarded. That's totally fucked up. I love Schedule One, man. It's freaking LSD, peyote, like all that shit's <laughs> gonna make you think and be like, dude, our fucking government's screwing us over, man. We can't be taking this. It's a microdosing, man. You got a microdose. Yeah, it's the future. Yeah, Ooh. and fentanyl, which freaking kills everybody who uses it. That's a Schedule Two. Fence. Fen, fen. Everybody saw that. That's fucked up. I got a diet. I got to take some fen. Yeah, you you just don't want, you'll just die, not diet. It's fucked up. Yeah, right. You burn out your liver, right? That's what would kill. Oof. Ketamine's a schedule three. Testosterone, <laughs> <laughs> anabolic steroids. So if you had a schedule two card, these are all the things you can get. <laughs> wow, codeine is schedule three too. Holy crap. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's crazy times we're living in, but you know I think we're we're all moving in a positive direction at this point. Whether it's because these politicians are finally getting paid off, or if they're actually doing research, having a change of heart, we're uh, as a society, I think we're moving in a good direction. So I love this. Schedule one drugs are illegal because they have a high abuse potential, no medical use, and severe safety concerns. For example, narcotics such as heroin, LSD, cocaine, and marijuana. Like, <laughs> which one doesn't belong? I know, seriously, right? That's pretty funny. It's just so goofy. It really so, is. So smoking a joint is the same as taking some LSD. According to Jeff Sessions, heroin and, man- and marijuana are the exact same thing. I mean, do the classification is fucked up because they, they're like, oh no, it's the same. Heroin and, and marijuana, they're the same. Same thing. Might as well just do cocaine if you're going to smoke that marijuana. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you want to be that way too, legalize that too. Yeah, it's saying yeah, ecstasy, MDMA, that's considered schedule one. I'm telling you, everything that makes you think. Ecstasy is schedule one? Yeah. MDMA, right? MDMA, yep. Yeah, the problem with that is they need to realize because there's so many horrible like copies of it, like to stop killing people, they might as well just legalize it. Well, that's the problem is everything gets mixed, you know, like everything gets, uh, you know, you never know if things are tainted or mixed with something that shouldn't be. And then like I saw an article today about saying that someone overdosed on marijuana edibles and I'm like, incorrect. It's impossible. You need to eat 1500 pounds in 15 minutes it was mixed in order to overdose. Yeah. It was mixed with heroin. Yeah. There you go. You know, quaaludes are schedule one. All right. That I understand. <laughs> All right. I'll give you that one. But that's why you need to regulate because the shit is out there on the street. You're not stopping it. We've already proven over the last, what, 50 years that you're not stopping the flow of it. So you might as well regulate it to make sure people are getting good shit versus 
getting really shit shit and just overdosing. Dude, look at alcohol prohibition. Who made a fortune off of that? The fucking mob, you know? Yeah. That's the only people who benefited from all this. It's crazy. And NASCAR, eventually. And Because of bootleggers. That is kind of funny how that's how that started. That's kind of cool. People like souping up their cars to like outrun the cops. That's right. It was all to get those vortex cans. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it led to see. Prohibition led to the vortex bottle. (laughs) Yeah. See what you have to deal with? Like, thanks. Thanks, Prohibition. Yeah, that's what it led to. Friggin' Al Capone led to the Vortex bottle. That's right. Draw, it's like the conspiracy theory shows where they draw like a line to, and so-and-so did this, and that led to this, and you draw the line right to the Vortex bottle. Everything to the Vortex bottle. Vortex bottle. Yep. Keith Stone in the Vortex bottle. Al Capone. Dude, and you gotta play the, the weird, like, you know, the conspiracy music. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, that's funny shit. Yeah. Let's go to Ski News. Oh, oh, really Jesus! Start talking about some skiing, man. I'm I'm depressed as it is with without yeah. snow right now. I'd like to ski today. No snow and no alcohol for Brian. Ah, oh, that's a double whammy. That's like a big punch in both balls on your. T- <laughs> <laughs> it's not one ball. It's just both of them, dude. It's idiocracy. It's out my balls, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> My boss. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So uh you want to start the first one? You want me to get the first one? What do you got? Take it off, my friend. So we got a nice announcement. Our buddies at Parlor Skis are having oh I gotta ch- I gotta correct this link. Uh they're having their spring party this Saturday. And that means that they're gonna have um you know, you can get down there, they're gonna have oysters from that that uh oyster farming place right there. Um Good beer, tune, and ski talk. They're also going to have 30 pair of demo skis for sale, which these are custom skis that were made and they demoed and they're going to sell them to you, which are going to be probably awesome. And Mark, he puts right in there. I love it, man. He puts his phone out there. He puts his email. He's like, contact him at mark at polarskis.com for a list of what's in stock or if you want to uh, get on the classes. I think one of the classes just started. So there's a lot of stuff going on at Polar Skis. Um, Definitely check it out if you're up there in uh, what area is it again? It's in East Boston. Yeah, they're right by uh, Logan Airport. All right, so fly into Logan, go get your skis, and then get back on a plane. <laughs> you could do that, yeah. Or hang out for a while. So you should probably go hang out for a bit. Um, yeah. we, we interviewed Mark a few episodes back. He's a, a really good dude, and they're doing some really cool stuff over at Parlor. So yeah, I mean, again, I would love to get up there. This this. This year has been trying ski ski wise and, and everything, but you know, if it's um, a nice weekend, oyster beer and tunes right there. You have a fucking a whole day drinking. Now, Mario, we should we should put it on our calendar for next year because in July, again, I don't know why I keep going back to this. Legalized cannabis in Massachusetts starting in uh, July first of this year. So for next year's party, it'll be a party. Or we could do end of July, still go up there. Well, we can go in August. I mean, that's when they have the last of the um, the ski manufacturing, the the workshops. I like that. I might still have a job then, too. <laughs> yeah, look at you. Look at you, Mr. Fancy. <laughs> Mr. Fancy. With your job. Job. I got a job. <laughs> Just do your job. Dude, I came here to buy some skis and they freaking took my job. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, it was a Saturday. I came up here and I got no job. <laughs> I got no job. <laughs> Wait, eating oysters, hanging out, having, having a few beers, listening to some tunes. Trying to take the bus. <laughs> I went up here. I just wanted to buy some goggles. And then they took my job. I wanted to get Tom Brady's autograph. <laughs> <sighs> Rest in peace, George. Oh, uh, he, he's gone. I don't know. We didn't see him all year. So. Yeah, yeah. He liked his uh his lo- lavalin, didn't he? I think he was, so. He was a lavalin guy. Fifteen year old lavalin. That's what he said. He's a fancy guy, you know. I like. I respect that. Making a roast. He said he he was talking a lot of shit. Making a pot roast. Yeah. So if anybody doesn't know, our buddy George, if he's listening to this podcast, which I highly doubt he is, but maybe one of his grandchildren are listening, and they're going to say. Grandpa, Papa, we, we heard them talking about you. You drive the bus up in Killington, and these guys love you. I love George. If I had a picture of George, I would put it in my wallet. I'm actually, what hurts the most is I never told him that I loved him. Oh. I think that's, the, that's what hurts the most. Dude, we should totally get George tattoos right on our arms. <laughs> I don't think either of our arms are big enough for that. A little bus on it and everything. That <laughs> oh, was great. Oh no, that was a podcast itself. Just put a hidden camera in there. You know when someone has like their '94 Ford Explorer and has like in loving memory on the back of it, like of someone who apparently they loved. Right across it, your back, dude. It'd be the opposite. Yeah, we'd put the bus on us instead of us on the bus. That's right. Yeah. All right. Next up, this was a really cool video. And this came out, uh, I think they just put this out this past week um, over at Faction Skis. They're doing, they did their This Is Home movie and they did the extended cut of Zermatt and they just posted it. And, you know, you know we I have... like five times in a row. I just kept, I love the music and the, the video. And that's why I'm, I'm pretty bummed that there's no place to ski right now. Zermatt is very near and dear to us. Because that was our first, our first like big European ski trip a bunch of years back. Our Europe cherry was broken. Our spa cherry was broken. Dude, it just like, it it just changed our way of thinking about life pretty much. I openly tell people I spent like six hours at a spa. They're like, what the fuck did you do there? I'm like, dude, I had like a nap. (laughs) There was a lot of good shit that happened that day. I actually fell asleep on one of those, um, those chairs, like those full body. Yep. It was like anatomically correct, like um, tile chairs that were like heated. Dude, I walked and- by, you and Andrew are like passed out. There's like some old dudes hanging out, just checking out girls. And I'm like, I'm going to, they have like a fucking nap room in there. It was great. It was, that, that was, that was funny because, you know, again, as we talked about before, Europeans very open with nudity, no problem. And there was a couple of these like pent up American ladies who were like, do we, do we have to be naked? Can we wear clothes? Can we wear full body like yes. strip now. outfits? <laughs> they're like oh you can wear a bathing suit you're americans like they were just like disgusted with us i'm walking around with my dick hanging out i'm like hey i'll see you at the ski club next week <laughs> there was a lot of russians with a lot of stuff hanging out that's for sure a lot of folds a lot of skin a lot of a lot of stuff going on yeah was not good naked let's put that like you know those buildings they show in moscow red square those like funky looking buildings. Like imagine that inverted. That was what you see a lot of. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God damn. But yeah, this video, um, you know, it's, it's with Sam Anthematon and Johnny Collinson. And they just show one, like my favorite one, they showed him the dropping off Johnny at the top of this. Yeah. That peak. freaking straight line. And he puts the skis on. You're like, 
where is he going to drop in from? And like, I mean, he did take like this kind of like back route down, but it was just, oh, the one straight down was just ridiculous. It was like maybe like it parts where they're like not maybe three feet wide. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and then there's like they show that one part where like it's actual like the GoPro like point of view, and you're like, holy shit. Like he was <laughs> flying. That's nuts, man. It was beautiful. It was so awesome. That's is that crazy. that is Dermont was just so scenic. Like it's just so unbelievable. You're always looking up because you see the Matterhorn and it's just so pronounced and so famous. It's like with well, when you find it for real. When you find it. We were such <laughs> dipshits <laughs> well it was so cloudy the first day and we're like that's gotta be the matter it's no. fucking majestic yeah, and we're like it was the first big mountains we're seeing on the ski thing that's why we just wanted to believe you know <laughs> it was like we were just praying we're like oh that's gotta be it right that's it because it, yeah, everything was so foggy yeah as like things just slowly started you know opening up and then that's when, when you, you saw it, it it's like yeah you're like oh we were way off. That's definitely it. Yeah. It's, it's so, then we had like bluebird days, like all after that. And it was just yeah. unbelievable. You see, just, and it's like, Oh, oh that's definitely <laughs> gotta be it. Yeah. There's just so much terrain there too. It was, it's, uh, it's unreal. And the village is so cool. I mean, it's just so old school Alpine. That was awesome. Uh, yeah. That's gotta be the best little, I tell you, I keep saying, I, I want to go back. I think this key club is talking about next year, or the year after. Oh wow, nice. It's on the radar again. It's, it's what's on the radar. It's pretty epic. They got so much snow this year they had to evacuate for part of the year. That's right. Yeah, that one weekend. Uh, thirteen thirteen hundred people they had to fly out. It's pretty fucked up. So it is crazy. Nice. So you take the next one because uh this is Yeah, we're still near dear to your heart. So we're talking happy Vermont or Zermatt. <laughs> Vermont, Zermatt, <laughs> same thing, right? Same thing. We're gonna go from happy Zermatt. To Sadzermat, there was a 58-year-old Carl Ervion Haub, which was a German businessman. He went uh, to Zermatt last weekend, and his family has officially, you know, given up hope to, to find him, which is, you know, very sad. He was a businessman from Germany, and. <laughs> He has a fortune worth over 3 billion euro and is one of the richest men in Germany. He, uh, his company's main business is his hardware store, Obi and the clothing retailer kick. Um, he also has stakes in supermarkets and retailers and he was out in Zermatt, but, uh, he was unfortunately, it said he was, uh, skiing by himself. Hmm. But that wasn't the problem. Uh, so he was at the Kleine Matterhorn, which is like one of the smaller peaks over the there. Kleine, little, right? Kleine is little. The little, yeah, the little Matterhorn. And they said that there was a lot, like a bunch of people, like I think they were with him originally, but then he went out on his own and uh, he was there practicing for an overnight ski touring race. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And he's a very experienced skier and mountaineer. So it's not like he was just some like fancy dude trying to go out there and show off or something. You know, he was a, like a serious skier and he was praying for his race that goes from Zermatt to Verbier. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. But he was last seen uh, at the Kleiner Matterhorn close to the Italian border. Um, But they still 
don't know what exactly happened. He's so, probably in Italy still eating right now. That's what I'm picturing. You know, it's one, when you hear that someone is worth $3 billion, you know, you wonder if something could have happened to him. You know, did someone grab him? Someone, you know, because... I'm worth $3 billion. I'm faking my own death at this point. And I'm living, living like a king off the grid. You know, it's not the worst thing to do. You're not rich, really rich, unless you can fake your own death. That's what I'm saying. That's like yeah. upper echelon rich. Yeah. Because you got like a satellite phone. You got everything you want. You got like James Bond shit. You can definitely <laughs> buy a new identity. Yeah. Yeah. Unless some wolves got him and then he's fucked. <laughs> do they have wolves that high up though? I don't even know. They got marmots, I guess. And marmots not a big deal. You need some of them. Like a ton of them are like, no, your face off or something. I don't know. It's it's strange. Could he have gotten caught in a crevasse in the glacier? I mean, there's been a shit ton of snow. I imagine there's no crevasses. Yeah. Open, but I, I mean, they said they had you know three helicopters, ground control, you know, ground controls, and avalanche rescue teams that were out there. Um, they said there was bad weather though, which you know made it tough. Dude, I'm worth $3 billion. I got a helicopter following me in the air. Eyes on the prize the whole time. Yeah, seriously, right? Like in case, like have like any, you know, a button you press and they come and grab you. Yeah, you got a spotter. You got something. You got a butler. I got a ski butler. Like I'm going to, I got to put the skins on. I'm not putting skins on. I got my ski butler doing it. Yeah. That's, that's rich right there. Yeah. So that's a, that's a crazy, unfortunate story, but you know, let's hold out hope. Maybe he uh, just decided to, to peace out for a while. It's not a very German thing to do, but you know. It is 420 tomorrow. Just saying. It is 420 tomorrow. <sighs> he might have been, he might be at a smokeout. Hey, maybe he'd be up there partying with uh, bone thugs. He's going he's gonna to come out of Italy at like on Sunday, but like, oh yeah, I was just uh, smoking out, you know. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope <laughs> for that. I was hoping for the best. Yes. We're going to be put, we're, gonna keep, we're staying positive until we uh, get news that we shouldn't be. I hope he's in Italy high as fuck right now. That would be beautiful. <laughs> uh, all right, next up we got, how do you talk to your kids about skiing? So, Brian, this is going to be near and dear to your heart in a few years, right? What do you mean in a few years? I'm already talking to Benjamin <laughs> about skiing now. You're like, you got to do it like the subliminal swimming. I already, I already got him a, uh, an I am a skier onesie. Nice. One of those line ones. It's so. going to happen. Oh, yeah. All right, so they got some tips and hints because someday, um, you know, they're going to be off of their social media and they're going to want to do something or you're going to drag them off of that. And they're giving tips. They're saying, don't lie about your experiences as skiers. So what's going to happen is kids with social media now, they're going to see pictures of you shotgun in a PBR or, you know, drinking a, uh, you know, Vortex beer <laughs> really fast and, and, you know, at the ski house. And, you know, it's just going to happen videos of us fucking around like we have there's a lot of stuff out there let's put it that way uh do do give your kids a way to say no to skiing so let them know they can snow, snowboard let them know they can hang out in the chalet and and cook for dad while he's skiing you know that or mom while they're skiing that that's fine too um don't make them afraid to come home when they need help um do get to know the friend's parents because some parents are not as forgiving as you or you don't want to have to chase kids around. So it just makes it easier. Uh, don't go on about future consequences of skiing. So keep your uh, bias to yourself because you never know what they can be. You know, uh, do talk to them honestly about what they're seeing in the media. So, 
you know, you want to know, do they think it's normal to do the um, uh, Jimmy Collinson line or not? <laughs> yeah, right. You kind of want to find out where their head's at. Uh, don't panic when you see warning signs. Chances are you're going to find searches for weekend weather forecasts in their search history. So yeah. uh, they are going to look for powder just like you would. Uh, and do recognize that they're probably going to experiment. So, you know, just like you did. Uh, I think it comes down to, and this is, you know, I think, Brian, your your head's at the right place because I, I think I know you for a while to know where you're at. Like, kids are going to do the same shit that we did, right? Just they're going to have more tools and more shit available to them. So, Well, see, I'm hoping that by the time my son has to start making real decisions in his life that I have degenerated into a proper ski bum where oh. I've just given up all of my, you know, civility and just have a long beard, bald head with a long ponytail. And I'm just living like a vile ski bum. And he's just embarrassed by me and wants to be really successful at another venture in life, like become an artist or a musician or a, uh, you know, something that would bring joy and value to the world while his dad just smokes up and drinks bourbon all the time and skis. There you go. I mean, he might have to represent you at a lot of court cases. So maybe he'll be, he'll want to be a lawyer. Maybe that's the plan. Maybe that's, you know, everyone wants to like, you know, push their, I don't want to be the, uh, the pushy dad. So I'm hoping that I can be like the opposite, the opposite influence on him that forces him to go in the other direction. Or maybe he'll be a professional skier. Who knows? Why can't he do both? Or a boarder. He'll be a snowboarder. He'll be a professional snowblader. You never know. <laughs> snowblader, yeah. <laughs> Is there a professional snowblading tour? I'm sure there's like a Red Bull, you know, snowblade tour or something. Dude, I guarantee you somebody is trying to get like snowblading on the Olympic agenda. If there's one snowblading event, you're going to see snowblades all over the place. Listen, they better have crashed ice in the Olympics before snowblading. Oh, crashed ice, I think, is pretty soon. It's got to happen. That's got to be on the boat because it's very similar to snowcross. So, yeah, it's cyclocross. So, I don't know. Just thinking. Yep. All right. I got one more ski news story to talk about. And this is, this was a cool article. This was from a blog called Gypsy Nester. And the article is called Skiing Southern Style. And it talks about the most southern skiing point in the United States and it's actually Mount Lemon in Arizona. Wow. Arizona. Yeah. And it says, even though the slopes are high enough in the Santa Catalina mountains to get several feet of snow each year, the ski area only opens when conditions are right. Uh, the problem again is usually it's just doesn't get cold enough. Arizona's fucking hot, man. It can get, but you're at 9,000 feet above sea level up there. Yeah. Which is really high. And I think it must be pretty, I mean, yeah. I guess it, it can't be that far north because, you know, places like Taos and, um, yeah, they're really, nice they're stuff. really far south too. Mm. Um, but yeah, this talks about, you know, what it's like there and, you know, it, um, they're showing pictures of it and it's just got a, it's got a crazy eerie look to it. You know, it's got a lot of these, these trees that, mm just they look very i mean bare you know like usually you used to like you know new england or, or out west these big evergreen trees thick and green and you know year round here it's just like it looks like almost like telephone poles sticking up they're just That's completely cool. bare um 
but from from this description they said if you can get it when it actually has snow it can be a pretty fun time um they've got a a restaurant there called the iron door which um gets its name from a legend that a stash of gold mined from the mountains was hidden by a 17th century jesuit missionary somewhere in this vicinity they supposedly buried it in an underground vault secured behind an iron door the treasure has never been found <laughs> wow is that curly's gold yeah right or what's the other one that they're searching for that like somebody died we have that story oh that dude uh that writer out in yeah. buried something out in colorado it's the name of that gold that's supposedly buried out there oh yeah i think it's treasure. a bunch of treasures yeah yeah but yeah that's um you know, that's one of those things like, so, you know, the folks who do this blog, they're retired empty nesters and they just kind of talk about what they're doing now. And they've, you know, got a book and just, you know, they're, they're doing, got the travel bug. They're, they're doing the wanderlust thing, but it goes back. Didn't we have a story a few weeks ago about that dude who's trying to ski in every state? Oh, he did it right. Didn't he finish? He was finishing up in, um, in Hawaii. That's right. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, it's one of those things like, yeah, you get to that point in your life where you can just do like cool stuff like that. Like, it's like, yeah, you know, I just want to find the most Southern, Southern mountain in the U S and just go ski there. You know, it's, uh, it's just, it's just awesome to think about being able to have that, that freedom and that ability to do that. Yes. They ski anywhere. It's like, you think it's really freaking hot, but it, you know, that's when you realize too, the differences in climate, like it gets really cold out there at night and stuff so yeah sure so if you're interested and you want to do something a little bit different maybe check out at mount lemon out in arizona cool all right so let's get into the main topic now so mario this is pretty much your your ball to run with so you were just recently on a trip yes so uh went to chicago it's uh to ski, obviously. To ski. Um, it was actually really cold. So uh went there, uh, went to a Cubs game the first day. Let's see Wrigley Field. I've never been there. I like, you know, I'm kind of a baseball fan. So I was like, let me go to Wrigley. It's always been on my bucket list. Uh, beautiful stadium. Definitely a cold time year to go. But um, I got to say the fans, they're pretty nice. They're like pretty, <laughs> pretty interesting. We were listening. So we went there and we're listening to um, – a couple of people it was like you know two couples behind us and the guys are talking the whole time i didn't hear the women talk at all and they're saying oh yeah did you see the other day this guy you know he missed the ball and it hit him in the head and they're talking about all this like other stuff other than the game and it was pretty entertaining but um i gotta say the stadium's nice uh pretty clean everybody was uh very friendly around town you told me you went to the cubs game it's like Oh, you went like it's a very special thing. So it was really cool to go. Uh, Cubs lost. Uh, it was cold as shit. It was about thirty-eight degrees when we were there. Oof. So for a baseball game, uh, that's pretty damn cold. Uh, but you know, it's kind of cool. Went to uh, a really cool place before the game. Uh, ate chicken and waffles. Mm. I gotta say, some of the best chicken and waffles I ever had. Oh, excellent. So uh, my friend Tiffany that I was with, she uh, she actually knew a few of the places around. She doesn't live too far from there. So we kind of went around, um, hung out. So that was pretty cool. She's got a, a really cool, I have to mention on the podcast today, Jocks, her little cat is a 
pretty cool cat. He doesn't duke on me like he's done on other people, so that was good. Um, he's a very well maintained cat, but um, no, there's a lot of a lot of cool bars around town. Went to like a haunted bar. Um, went to a bar where I drank like a half a yard kind of thing, like a mini mini yard wasn't even half a yard. Um, and then they had this cool place. So one of the cool places I went to was called the Spy House. I mean, the Safe House. Um, and it's a spy-themed restaurant bar. Uh, the interesting part, because I was looking for a speakeasy to see if one's around. And near the hotel that we stayed at, um, it was actually right across the street. And I walked by it like, twice because we were like, no, it's here. No, it's there. I didn't see any sign. And it's unmarked. And they actually have just a picture of two people drinking. Uh, silhouettes on the on the door so it doesn't say bar it doesn't say enter here it doesn't say safe house it doesn't say anything and you walk in and there's a guy sitting in there and it looks like an old like a an office from what would be like the 50s but it kind of looks still like it, it could be an office today there's a dude with a tie and just sitting there at a chair and you're like oh i think i walked into the wrong place he's like uh no and the, and he goes to this whole spiel about like you know um do you have like the code word and all this stuff you're like I almost left. I was like, I think I might be in the wrong place. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> so then he gathers like, and you wait there and more people get in. And once I guess he gets a certain number of people in, he's like, all right, well, I need you to do like a password or whatever. So he has you do stupid shit. So he had us do the robot. So he's like, everybody do the robot. <laughs> so we're like, and then he gives you, he's like, okay, uh, look behind you, press the button and the door opens and you go down. And it was pretty swanky. They had like painted pictures of like, you know, James Bond on the wall. And they had this cool map of like the world and the little pinpoints, I guess, where the other safe houses were. Um, so it was a pretty cool theme. <laughs> um, and they even had like these little tunnels that you can crawl through, like in the restaurant, just, just, just to do it. Um, and they give you a little paper and they have clues that you can actually go around the restaurant and find. Uh, so I didn't do any of that. We just drank and ate. Um, <laughs> But it's I'm not cool. here to play freaking Monopoly. I'm here yeah. to drink. I'm really here to take somebody out. But, you know, mm. um, but uh, as we're leaving, it's funny. Like, so you go out, you know, the, the exit and you're like, as you're leaving, I actually noticed, oh, look, they have TVs that are like surveillance all over the, the place. Like it's the whole theme of like spying surveillance. And uh, one of the TVs was pointed um, on the place where you get in on that room where you get in, where mm-hmm. the guy is making everybody do stupid shit. So you sit there and you just watch other people doing stupid shit as they're getting into the <laughs> restaurant. So it's kind of funny. You realize like, Oh yeah, people were watching me too. So it's kind of fun. Um, and then you get out and you're like in a, uh, like a pizzeria. So it's kind of cool. So what sort of, uh, like what, so was a bar and restaurant in this place? Yeah. That's where I sent you the pictures of nachos. Those, Those nachos. Legit. Those are- Pretty serious nachos, yeah. That was like a, uh, I gotta say, like a whole cookie tray of nachos. It was gigantic, uh, and they were good. That's the only size they should come in. <laughs> and I actually said to Tiffany, I was like, "These are Brian's. These are Brian's favorite." You know what I found out about her? Her favorite too. I was like, "What?" She Great minds. She Great minds. Only she could go in and just eat a plate of nachos. I'm like, I don't know. I, I think I need something else, but. You're nacho friendly too. You're getting the wrong kind of nachos then. <laughs> you want the, you want like all the food groups, you know, there. As long as the nachos have a lot of meat and some avocado, you're good to go. It's a whole meal. So do you, do you believe in personal nachos or shareable nachos? I believe in 
eating a shareable amount personally. There you go. <laughs> That's what I believe. Because you want to get the nucleus and you want to get the, the outliers too. You don't want to just get all outliers or all nucleus. You want. When everything. I make my nachos, I make it. I, I don't like to just clump it on the middle. I want to spread it all across so that, you know, no you one... You evenly spread at these places usually. Yeah, they just, you know, they got some guy with an ice cream scoop just launching sour cream <laughs> and guacamole in there. No, I, I put a lot of care into my nachos. I want to like... Nice distribution. distribution. Yeah, like yeah. a pizza, you know? Imagine you ordered a pizza. It's, you got the, the flour, the doughy bottom, and they just lumped the cheese and tomato in the middle. Yeah, that wouldn't be it's good. It's the same philosophy. It's, it's foolish, it's half-ass, and it's unacceptable. I think people should, that make nachos should be more aware. I think you should call them out because they should be more aware of that. They like lumping it right in the middle. You got to spread it out. If, if you ever get nachos that have it all clumped in the middle, just push on the floor and be like, do it again and do it right. <laughs> do it right. And, and next thing, come back. Good day. Yes. They'll be like, yes, we'll do it right with a lot of extra boogers and cum for you. Mm. I did play that South Park for her because we were talking about Yelp. <laughs> and she said, one of her friends is like an elite Yelper. I was like, oh, you got to see the South Park boogers and cum. <laughs> this is like Emmy Award winning. It's fucking great. <laughs> It pretty much was, yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so uh, then uh, we took the river tour. And I got to say, like in Chicago, the river tour, you get to see a lot of cool stuff, a lot of good buildings, a lot of like um, apartments and condos that you're never going to be able to afford. Like you're on a river tour. Like if you were able to afford those, you'd have your own boat pulled up to that. You know what I'm saying? Like they're really freaking nice. But um, yeah, it's a pretty cool area. I got to say it's an interesting city. Um, in the main downtown area, it seemed like very New York like. I was like, yeah, you were in the, and uh, I guess it's uh, Cleveland, not Cleveland. Um, I forgot the name of the main street, but um, it was just like Sixth Avenue in, in New York, you know, all the big shops and stuff like that. Um, but the river tour we did, it was raining, it was drizzling. And the person at the hotel recommended this that's done by the Architecture Association. And they actually have a covered part, covered cabin heated. So you can kind of, if it's really too cold or rainy, you can just be inside. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Uh, went to Gino's East Pizzeria and had some original deep dish pot, uh, deep dish uh, pizza. And I like, as a change, like I'm an original New York style pizza guy when I want pizza, but I don't think it was as Chicago style pizza as just regular pizza. I'm like, it's Chicago style pizza. It's, you know, you got to be in the mood for it. It's lasagna. Yeah. It's like brown dog pizza. Remember that? Oh, I'll never uh, forget brown dog pizza. Hell you right. Brown dog pizza. But that's the, that's the style. I think they have butter in the crust and it's more like a uh, flaky pastry crust instead of like a, a pizza crust. You know what I mean? Um, very good. They had a lot of stuff in there. Um, they have this, uh, sausage that they actually get and they stuff it in there. It's like sausage patty stuff. I mean, so you basically get like a layer of sausage on the pizza. Mm. Excellent. Um, but I love their hashtag. Their hashtag is deep AF. So deep as fuck. <laughs> it's awesome. They had signs all over. Like I put a post on Instagram. Uh, that was really good. I had that the last day. So are they known as like one of like the best pizza places in Chicago? Yeah, Gino's. And then there's another one that we're walking down the street and she's like, well, I don't know if we're walking the right way, but we're either hit Gino's or the other place. And she's like, either one is like original style Chicago, 
some people like like it's just like pizza everywhere else you go in new york and people like ah that place sucks you got to go to this one place you know so it's kind of uh but they're well known and they were really good i get i gotta say they had a good menu cool bar cool beer selection um i didn't really get into the beers too much i wasn't really concentrated on that i was just kind of focusing on like just the area and stuff like that um but uh yeah, it was really, really kind of cool. The food was good. Uh, then we went to this place one night called the Watershed Bar. Now, the Watershed, um, it's kind of like a swanky upstairs, and then they have a downstairs that's not really like a speakeasy. It's just more like a just kind of a loungy area. So we hung out there for a little bit. Uh, only thing that I have to mention, because there were dicks, uh, about 15 minutes before closing, <laughs> they're trying to clear us out, and it's like, we just ordered old fashions and we're trying to rush the old fashions. And so I just want to do a shout out to the watershed bar. Say your staff is a bunch of dicks. Cause they let us, they pushed us out like 15 minutes early. So a bunch uh, of dicks, bunch of big fat. Don't dicks. go to the watershed bar. That's right. But while I was there, I was like, you know, I want to have some, I'm, I'm reading the menu and they're like, Oh, it's a Chicago original thing. So I asked my friend Tiffany, she's like, yeah, that's a, that's a real thing. But, you probably don't want to have that. I'm like, look, I'm in Chicago. Let's, let's do it. So it's called a Chicago handshake and it was on the menu and it was like an old fashioned. Um, I think it was a, uh, uh, it was a Pilsner beer. So an old fashioned Pilsner beer with a shot. And I'm like, yeah, it's a shot of something. Can't be that bad. Right. So it's this stuff called Malort. Um, and I think they rebranded it, but Malort's like the name that everybody knows. And, so you have this shot with the beer. So I guess you do the shot and then you drink the beer. But I was like sipping it for a little bit because it, it was pretty it was pretty potent. Let's put it that way. Uh, and then drinking some of the beer. So I was like kind of nursing. And after a while, the waiter is like, you know, you might want to just drink it down, get it over with, and then drink the beer. I was like, oh, so this is known as being <laughs> one, like, of those things. One, of, one of those things. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so they're saying the handshake is an introduction to the Chicago beverage history. Um, and then they explain Malort. So Malort, during Prohibition, they actually brewed this, this alcohol out of uh, wormswood, which is a, a type of plant that they say has medicinal properties. So they, they made a liqueur out of it, and they would go during Prohibition and sell it door to door as a medicinal spirit. So then people could get their alcohol through that. Well, worm was the same stuff they use in absinthe. Yeah. It's have the psychic, you know, psychedelic effects, but it doesn't have the, the, I tell you, absinthe has a, a much better taste. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> they, uh, they're, they're saying it's funny. Enthusiasts can find bars, uh, using this handy Malort map, but if you're a super fan, consider getting a serving gun. Um, but they're saying the, the Chicago handshake is like a special, you know, old style beer, you know, and it's, it's like a classic Chicago thing. So I'm glad I did it, but, uh, I would describe it as the only thing that kept coming up and I tasted it the next day after eating and drinking all day, I still kind of had a hint of some taste and I was like, Oh my God, I don't know if it's the memory or is like, so I don't know, but it, it tasted like somebody took a burnt tire and put it in a glass. Mm. You know what? That's usually what I look for after a fine meal. It was delicious. Like that taste. They, yeah. Like maybe they thinned it out with some gasoline and put it in a, it, it was just pretty, pretty, 
<laughs> I would say it's pretty potent, pretty nasty. So um, it's pretty funny the uh, the sommeliers like in this article that you that we're gonna post <laughs> that you found about it has these sommeliers kind of describing the taste and smells of of this. Yeah. And the smell the one guy described, he said, it's like I'm in a weird Greek discotheque and it's the hairy guy with gold chains. That's what it <laughs> smells like. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It smells like you had a party the night before and someone didn't flush the toilet. <laughs> yes, I get that. <laughs> it just, it, it tasted very like, if I was working in a garage all day and I had gasoline spilled all over me and I had oil on me, it tasted like something that would fit right in there. It was very, very gross. Oh. <laughs> I want to describe it like gasoline, not super premium, like 87 gas smell from a distance. Uh, and they needed no whole new category, maybe warm pee. <laughs> ah, it's horrible. Oh, and I like to, you had the, uh, the slogans. Yeah, the slogans, we got to go through them. There's only a few of them. So these are fantastic. These are top slogans that people just people just started coming out with. So uh, Jepson from the Lord, they said it's such a unique taste inspired following slogans over the years. So these are the top ones over the years, more prevalent ones. <laughs> so Malort, kick your mouth in the balls. <laughs> that actually describes it pretty well. <laughs> Uh, Malort, when you need to unfriend someone in person, <laughs> hey, why don't we do Malort? So that's the handshake. It's the handshake, hello and goodbye. Um, Malort, tonight's the night you fight your dad. <laughs> Malort, the champagne of pain. That one's pretty cool. Um, Malort, turning taste buds into taste foes for generations. <laughs> Malort, it's easier than telling people you have nothing to live for. <laughs> This one you loved. Um, I love this one, yeah. Malort, what, sa- what soap washes its mouth out with. <laughs> and, and the bottom, this is the coup here. Yeah. The best one. Malort, these pants aren't going to shit themselves. <laughs> yeah. So this like, so you can just go to like a liquor store and buy this stuff in Chicago? I guess. I mean, there's, there's like two brands. I, I think Jepson's is like one of the popular and... But I think there's only two of them. Like we were looking it up and I don't know if it's Jepson's or the other one, but they only have like, so that factory has like two people that work there. <laughs> they don't mass produce this. <laughs> Some dude in his bathtub making it. How many people are going to want to shit their pants every time? They, <laughs> <laughs> oh. they do have a website. So they have, are you 21? Yes. See. Sign up for our newsletter. Yes. I'm a alert newsletter, huh? Well, you know, it, it's kind of cool that the, there's still stuff that's local to an area that you can't get anywhere else, you know? That's why I had to try it. I was like, you know, this is local. It's historical. I, I got to try it even if it sucks, you know? Because everything's so commoditized. You can do like anything everywhere now. Look, you got your freaking sip of sunshine that we had to, you know, travel to dozens of, of stores over a couple hundred miles to find. Now you just go online and order it up. Right. This is so shitty. I don't think you're ever going to find it unless you go to Chicago, which makes it like even that much more special. Like, yeah, it it might be like kicking your mouth in the balls, but you're not going to find it anywhere but Chicago. Yeah. 
look what I got you. Oh, great. A, a bottle of Malort. And they had a few other people, you know, they asked, they had them taste it. And then they asked what it tastes like. And they said, one person said, it smells, it, it tastes like burnt chest hair. Oh yeah. That's, oh, oh, God damn. And imagine that burnt chest hair flavor in your mouth for like an hour or two and then tasting it again the next day. Yeah. So I guess this is probably one of the worst things you could ever get drunk off of. Oh, I don't know how you could do more than one shot. Let's put it that way. It's that bad, huh? If you're able to do like shots of this, like you're either a Chicago native that has some weird fucked up taste buds or you just hate yourself that much. <laughs> Bring on death. <laughs> you're like you're ready for death. Like that's it. Like you're ready to watch out. If somebody's drinking like shots and shots of Malort, you're on like a suicide watch or something. So like yeah. a flask full of Malort isn't exactly the way to go. Oh, you break that out on the ski lift. Like, come on, guys, let's have some Malort. People are just jumping off the lift. Like, <laughs> like it's not worth it. I gotta wash my mouth out now. That's the best part. You get them like to taste it, and then that's it. Like you can't wash that out of your mouth. Like you gotta. That's why you have the beer to wash it down. But if it's you, like. Can someone just piss in my mouth quick to get this flavor out, please? It's like piss on top of piss, though. It's like more piss. More piss. <laughs> Coffee piss. It's like double piss. Oof. Oh, yeah. So I definitely think, like... If you're going to Chicago, make sure you get some Malort. It's really what it comes down to. I'm going to have to look for this. So, you know what? Um, what was the one I had in um, France? was um, Chartreuse. Chartreuse. So chartreuse, they sell it in the U.S. Mm-hmm. It has a similar weird fucked up taste. I don't know if that's wormwood too, but it was a, it was pretty weird. It was better than this, but it was it was along the same profile. Hmm. Interesting. Let's see chartreuse. I've heard of chartreuse, but I have no idea what it tastes like. Yeah, I was very surprised. Like, it looks like it should be like fruity, cool, chill, maybe lemon limey. Nah, it tastes like fucking horrible. Burnt chest hair, apparently. Burnt, burnt chest hair. So. In a good way. In a good way. Um, now they're just saying 130 herbs and steeped eight hours. So maybe one of them is wormwood, but this is. Poison ivy? Wormwood. Poison ivy, maybe. Um, yeah. I would say the closest thing I've ever had to this thing was chartreuse. And I just had it. That's why it was like fresh in my mind, unfortunately. Yeah. But the chartreuse was um so this wasn't as alcoholic as the chartreuse. The chartreuse, like I couldn't smell it. It burnt your nose. Mm-hmm. You it. That was really bad. But Malort, I gotta say that taste was fucked up. Interesting. Damn. Like it's like you want to puke, but you don't want to taste it on the way back out. Yeah. So you keep it down because like, I don't want to taste it puking. I didn't want to think about it. Now. Yeah. So was there anything that you did that was ski related while you were in Chicago? Uh, froze my ass off out in the cold. That's about it. That's kind, uh, of, that's kind of skiish, right? Kind of skiish. Like I had two days where it was like 30 degrees out, 30 something degrees. And I had a light spring jacket because I didn't, mm-hmm. Because the forecast was supposed to be like 70s and 60s the whole weekend. And it fake news, like fake 30s. news, fake weather, yeah. loser was, weather. It was 70 the day I flew out there. And then, it, uh, oh, it suddenly dropped, which I guess is pretty common out there. And it was like in the 30s and 40s the whole weekend. So Lionel Roker. Yeah. So I had like nice 
jackets, spring jackets, and I had to like wear all my clothes at one time just to be warm. Jeez. It was pretty fucked up. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was the, ski like. Where's the closest ski mountain to Chicago? Uh, I'm not sure. up in Wisconsin, maybe. We we have to give it some sort of skiing twist if we're going to talk about it as a subject on the podcast. Well, I got to say, it is really fucking cold. So Chicago is one of those places that for some reason, cold is cold as balls. They have water skiing on the lake, though. There you go. Alpine Valley, 90 miles. 90 miles. Elkhorn, Wisconsin. They got about about a two-hour drive. Two to three hour drive to get to some uh, to some skiing from Chicago. It's not too bad. It's like the Hunter Mountain of Chicago. Well, they say an hour drive. There's Raging Buffalo Snowboard Ski Park. Oh, which is in Algonquin. Well, there's that too. Wow, nice. Uh, you know what they do a lot in Chicago is skate because it's so fucking cold. Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, it's just, it's always cold. It's like, it's, I think it snowed there yesterday. There's snow on the ground right now. Damn. They were like expecting, oh yeah, it's going to warm up. It's going to be nice. Yeah, now. There's a lot of ski, a lot of snow on the ground all over the country right now, though. Yeah. Except for the, except for like, uh, yeah, the places that usually get it, like Colorado for some reason. Except for Tampa, it's bullshit, man. Yeah. Bring some snow down here. The opposite of skiing where you are. Yeah, hashtag too warm. So there was one other story, one other Chicago-related story that we uh, we sent out, I think it was Wednesday, over social media, about a mystery diner leaving a $2,000 tip at a Chicago restaurant. And there was, some spe- there was some speculation <laughs> that it may have been one of the highfalutin ski bums who was in a giving mood and was the uh, the curator of this tip. We are here to tell you that is a lie and it's untrue. <laughs> we were we were, were bumming it these days, so there was no no I tips. I was out when I saw the seven hundred and sixty nine dollar bill. I was like, yeah, that's kind of not. That's a lot of. Uh, that's, that's a lot of PBRs. That's a lot of malort. That's a lot of Malort, man. Could you imagine to spend that much on Malort? Oh my God, dude. I got to get a bottle for the, you and, and Rich to just fucking try this stuff. Uh, dude, we have to at this point. Oh yeah, have uh, have the cat send some over. Yeah. The, uh, yes, I can have it. I can have it shipped. Yeah. Have it shipped in... Uh, if you got to take it out and put it in Vortex bottles and ship it over. Oh, can you imagine Malort in a Vortex bottle? <laughs> That'd be the fucking bomb. You know, you wash it down with Zima. Um, <laughs> dude, hashtag Malortex. <laughs> Malort, Malortex. The Malortex yeah. bottle. Making it modern, and you know you wash down with the new Zima. Fuck yeah! Mm. Ah, that's what I'm talking about. Bringing back, dude, Malortex. Dude, that sounds awesome. Malortex. Is that what your jacket's made out of? No, it's what I'm drinking. <laughs> Quickly, this genuine Malortex. Gore-Tex to Malortex. Ah, oh, it'll keep you warm. It'll keep you warm inside and outside. It'll get you drunk. <laughs> you might find, you might find a brother too, but it'll get you drunk. Yep. That's a Sam Adams. Oh, Samuel Jackson, you mean? Samuel Jackson. I'll have a Samuel Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> and a Malort. Shot a Malort? Of course. <laughs> so yeah, this the dude who left the, the big tip is uh identifies himself as Mike from Seattle. So 
$769 bill and tipped $308 on top of that and then went into the kitchen to present each person with a crisp Benjamin Franklin while telling them it was the best service and food he'd ever had. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Pretty sweet. So I guess he gave 20 people a hundred bucks each. And was it real money or monopoly money? I want to know. Cash is king. Pesos? What kind of, kind of dollars? Man, was it, dollars? Was it Bitcoin? Wasn't What's, Bitcoin. That's right. He's not showing it. He's not making it rain Bitcoin. That's right. He's not. Damn, they sell it. 19 bucks. Andersonville Wine, Wine and Spirits. Is that close by or is that in Chicago? See if they deliver it. That's Chi-Town. Malort Depot? Malort Depot. There's the Malort Depot. Damn. All right. So any other uh, comments or, or recommendations? For, Go to for Chicago. Folks? Nice out. There's a lot of good architecture and sculpture all around the city, but it, if it's cold as shit, you're not going to see it. You're going to you're going to drink Malort and be miserable and eat a lot of deep dish pizza. Well, according to Liquor Barn, it gets five stars. So <laughs> you know the, the trust the trusted connoisseurs at Liquor Barn. <laughs> see, it's like Schedule One drug. I want to see what else is at five stars. What do we have at that? Um, level? They also say that Pinnacle Citrus Vodka is a five star <laughs> beverage. Mm. Where's night train roll up in there? I wonder. If, I wonder if they have a a uh, quantity discount. <laughs> you oh. buy a case of it, ten percent off. Dude, this stuff was so nasty. I was like I, thinking about it now. I don't think I'd ever have it again. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's got it's got eleven reviews, five stars. I mean, oh. Liquor Barn wouldn't wouldn't steer you the wrong way, would it? Oh, apparently Amazon has it. Is that possible? Yeah. Well, it is. I guess they might still consider it as like an herbal thing, you know, a medicinal remedy. Oh, it was actually someone said Malort face is Jepson's Malort liquor, the worst drink ever. And that's what got five stars uh, on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So if we've got some links and some descriptions of the places that Mario checked out, we've got those awesome Malort slogans, all that linked up. You can check it out. Skibonepodcast.com. Under the ropes. First off, tech billionaire says his plan to break up California is ready for voters. California tech billionaire Tim Draper, um, he is trying to break up California into three states. I think at one point he had it broken up into eight or maybe five as well. But I think a little out of hand right there. I think he's getting it down to three now, which is pretty interesting. Now, Tim Draper, he's a very interesting guy, and we'll get into that in a second, but he's trying to break it up pretty much into like Northern California, Southern California, and then like the middle. East, West California, North, almost West, North Central, like where does it, where does it stop, right? Well, it's three. It's three states he's trying to break it up into. Um, and he said he's gathered about 600,000 signatures on a petition to put his proposal to divide California on the November ballot. More than 366,000 needed to qualify. It is his third attempt to get voters to weigh in on his call to break up the most populous U.S. state. So he tried it in 2014 and 2016. Um, 
So next week he's going to submit his petitions and see if he can, can push it forward. So it would break it into Northern California, Southern California and California. Uh, Los Angeles is home to the storied movie industry would remain in the new California, but farmland and forested areas along the San Francisco and the Silicon Valley tech hub will be separated into the two other States. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Draper said his plan would diminish the power of teachers unions and politicians in Sacramento, the state capital. Yeah. I guess they got to make sure like the taxes can support the breakup. Right. Yeah. I think that's sort of where it's coming from is, you know, everything is just, you know, the bigger, the bigger it gets, the more money one group gets, the more corrupt it can get. So you just try to separate based on where it's going to split off. And, and separate naturally, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, seriously. Fault lines here. This is going to be waterfront. It's going to be uh, Otis, Otisville, Otisburg, right? Is that the... Or Superman, where he's like, it's going to break here. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. Beachfront property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Tim Draper, he is a pretty fascinating dude. Um, as someone who follows the, the magical world of Bitcoin, he was the one who won the auction back in 2014 from the U S government to buy all those silk road bitcoins. And I forget how many he bought. I think it was at least like, was it 14,000 Bitcoin back then? And how much did he pay? He paid under $600 per Bitcoin. So you look now that's like a steal, but back right then, now it's like, right now it's floating at around 8,000. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was quite a pickup by Mr. Draper. And he also claimed now he's a, a venture capitalist and it's from a family of venture capitalists. So he's a very smart dude. He invested in a bunch of those early, um, like web startups and like Facebook and Twitter and all them. Um, 8349. 8349. There you go. Yeah, so exactly. he, he, um, like I guess he got all those, uh, the Silk Road Bitcoins that he bought. I remember like following that whole story. And back then this was in 2014 when he, he bought those, and Bitcoin was again lingering around like under 600, maybe 500 at the time. He said that in 2017, Bitcoin is going to hit 10,000. And last year it hit 19,000 at yeah. one point. So this dude has, he's made some bold claims at times where people, you know, where it, it would be hard to, to just follow the, you know, the current thinking and agree with. And he also made a claim last week that, he believes that Bitcoin, one Bitcoin will be worth $250,000 in 2022. So what I'm wow. saying is right now, if you have $33,000 and you buy four Bitcoins, you could be a millionaire in 2022. That's awesome. If you do Tim Draper's math. So again, this is not financial advice. We're a bunch of morons on this show. But if you extrapolate information and can do a little bit of math, that's the conclusion you could come to. Yeah, we need to get it's one of those we need a sponsor. So high, right? <laughs> Absolutely. We need a sponsor to uh, like the Cash App or something where you can actually buy and sell Bitcoin and they could like start giving us a little taste so we can uh, monetize work. this, right? Yeah, we need a, we need our own app. We yeah. Do it. So, pretty interesting story. Very interesting. We'll see what wow. happens. So, I guess that means that. You know, Tahoe would be part of Northern California, 
Oh, yeah, that's right. But where would Mammoth fall? Would that fall into regular California or would that be part of Northern or Southern? In New California, Old California. What happens when the radiation hits and the end of the world comes and the zombie apocalypse? Because everything centers in California. So at least they'd have it broken up before that. Yeah. I just want to know. Yeah, because that's really the important thing is where are the the ski the ski towns going to be? Like, what? Oh, where do you want to have your residency? Residency split Tahoe, like North Tahoe is in a different state than South Tahoe. Okay, so it looks all right. So what it looks like, I'm looking at a picture now. Like, if you look at California, it's kind of like a body. They're pretty much like lopping off the head. That's Northern California. And then Southern California is like the spine part of it to the bottom. And then actual California is like the Los Angeles coast right there. So the Northern and Southern are like the big chunks. And then California is just like Los Angeles County and like a little bit North. That's what it looks like. Yeah. It seems like California is too big. I wonder if they, yeah, pretty big. So we'll see what happens, but interesting stuff. It's pretty wild that this is like his third attempt to do that. Yeah. Right. He's got something else at play. I think he's hey, got some other listen, adventure thing. Going. It's nice to be a billionaire because you can do a lot of crazy shit. Yeah. When you're not commuting. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you do in your commute time. Is, uh, let's split up California. What else can we do? Yeah. What else can we do? It's, uh, you know, all right, next up, we got some very fucked up stories. So an activist lawyer burned himself to death to protest global warming. So this, there's a green activist who uh, was very famous in the gay trend and gender rights area. And he um, actually represented the Boys Don't Cry, quote unquote, murder case. So the one that the movie was based on, he um, actually represented that case. Um, and it, this is a really messed up thing. So he went to Prospect Park in Brooklyn and he um, did a suicide, put, um, put gasoline on himself and lit himself on fire. Um, and he left a note to the police and to the newspaper that most humans on the planet now breathe air made unhealthy by fossil fuels and many die as a result. So he also added that many my early death by fossil fuel reflects what we are doing to ourselves. So pretty fucked up though. He was uh, actually, no, here's a fucked up part. If that's not fucked up already. So he burns himself to death in Brooklyn, Prospect Park, which is a pretty populous area. And uh, they don't find him till the next day. Uh, People started, people came across him like lying there, um, knees slightly bent. Like someone would would lie on sand at the beach, and uh, there was like a rollerblade that passed by about seven a.m. Um, less than an hour after he lit himself on fire. So it's pretty messed up that like he just lay there for a while. No, nope, even saw. That's New York City, man. Yeah, you know? but like I know what he's doing. Just just keep going, man. Just keep tragedy of the commons. Someone else will take care of it. Yes, yeah, not my problem. Sad, pretty tragic, but also pretty really fucked up. Oof. Yeah, it's really fucked up. It's a rough way to go. Damn. <clears throat> yeah, sad stuff. All right, next up, from sad to stupid. <laughs> Woman sues lollipop company because she didn't realize they contain sugar. 
Goddamn. I feel, I feel dumb for even reading this. Yeah. In September of 2017, California resident Summer Sandoval filed a class action lawsuit in the United States District Court for the Central District of California. Got to break this shit up against confectionery manufacturer Yum Earth Inc. Within her complaint, she claimed that Yum Earth knowingly engaged in deceptive marketing tactics by neglecting to list sugar as one of the ingredients for Yum Earth Organics Vitamin C Pops, instead using the more opaque term evaporated cane juice, which is really sugar in cosplay. (laughs) She reportedly purchased the lollipops falsely believing that they were healthy and did not have copious amounts of sugar. Come on. You don't think a lollipop has freaking sugar? It is sugar. It's just, it's like, it's like, that's all sugar. Uh, Last week, a legal news line reported on Monday, a district judge moved the case back to San Bernardino Superior Court because there wasn't sufficient proof that the number of bags Sandoval purchased would exceed the $75,000 threshold that would qualify this case for a federal jurisdiction. That would have been 8,000 bags. Wow. To Sandoval's credit, evaporated cane juice is a contentious term, as the FDA noted in 2016. The term is somewhat misleading to consumers who may be unaware that it refers to sugar. Still, this acknowledgement was more of a gentle recommendation to companies than an ironclad rule that they use more direct language, giving Yum Earth free reign to use the terminology. Hmm. I mean, by everywhere, you see cane juice in there, you're like, well, what is cane juice? Right? I thought it's it was cocaine. <laughs> yeah, it's sugar water. It's like freaking dehydrated sugar water. Yeah. I see what they're doing. Yeah. You know, this is really just some asshole just trying to get publicity. Trying to work the system. Trying to work. This is like the chick who was the Hungarian snow uh, ski, half pipe skier, you know, same kind of thing. Just trying to find an angle, trying to get out there, get their name out there. And And that Hungarian skier, if it was still open, she would have burnt her vagina on uh, McDonald's coffee. That was hot. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. Right? Yeah. I, I perhaps pisses me off to this day. You can't get a hot fucking cup of coffee because some idiot said, Oh, it was too hot. Really? You wanted hot coffee, but it's too hot. Yeah. You should have ordered it for me, dumbass. That's right. Same. I'm still mad. I'm bitter about it. It's like probably like 15 years old. Yeah, apparently. So, <sighs> so yeah, you know what? So this is proof. This is proof that there are too many news websites and there are too many lawyers i mean lollipops are sold in fucking candy stores right like so candy is everybody knows is all sugar so why why are we even having this thing right vitamin c pops wasn't there um like didn't like pepsi come out with like a version with like vitamins in it a couple years ago oh they did um also uh seven up did seven up had the vitamin ones Make seven up yours. <laughs> okay, so when you go to the Yum Earth website now, ingredients, organic cane sugar. So they got rid of the evaporated. What would they call it? Evaporated cane juice. And now it's organic cane sugar. Oh, wow. Come on, lady. Do you really think like, these are so delicious. I have no idea. what they, Maybe it's all the pomegranate in there. That's what's making it so tasty. So 7-Up for a while, I guess, was putting vitamin E in their 
in their soda. Like ecstasy? Yeah. I'm, I'm eat. I know it's, no, it's ecstasy. <laughs> and they were saying it had like vitamins in, in, the, in the soda. I think, awesome. yeah, I think Pepsi did too. It was like Vita Pepsi or something. Oh, that's awesome. I think I may have had it once and I was like, mm, this is gross. Really gross. It's like somebody melted vitamins and put it in a soda. Why would you do that? Really gross. But yeah, it's fucked up. It's like going into like the cereal aisle and it's, it's all fucking sugar. It's like cereal is sugar, but then they put on the thing like made with whole grains. Like that doesn't mean you didn't put as much sugar in it. It means you put whole grains with a shit ton of sugar in it. Like it's, it's the same thing. Most cereal, it's all just garbage. You know, there's like rarely any good cereal. There's, it doesn't, by its definition, is mostly garbage. Like the standard for cereal. 15 grams of, of sugar in every serving, which is a ton. But yeah. if, you, if you find 12, oh, that's on the lower end, but it's still a lot of sugar. But isn't it funny that to like all these like soda companies, they're now, they're now like proudly talking about how they use real sugar because yeah. of all the dog shit chemicals they put in before that were so much worse. Well, it's real cane sugar. They're using real sugar now as opposed to what? As opposed to, you know, Rat asshole poison fructose corn syrup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Vitamin E Pepsi. Oh, they don't have it anymore at Target. Oh. Boo. Boo. That's hilarious. Yeah. Like next thing they're gonna have like beer with vitamins. Hey, there's vitamin K in beer, right? That's big fan of the vitamin K. I'm <laughs> I think I'm lacking it these last three weeks. You are Severely. You better start taking some supplements. I need some supplements. That's cool. You ever notice like the, the ads that you get? Sometimes I'm happy about them. Sometimes I'm like, what the fuck? If I have Rose Gal plus style fashion with a coupon on there. Big girl showing like some lingerie. There you go. You like it, the big girls. That in a wallet I got right now going. Nice. <laughs> Fucking no, no rhyme or reason. Beautiful. <laughs> all right you want to finish it up with this last story yeah so this is a big uh this is a news break um some drug smugglers hid 500 pounds of meth inside disney figurines <laughs> so the dea made an alarming discovery after cracking up cracking open hundreds of wax figurines of pluto donald duck and winnie the pooh <laughs> um while some drug dealers tried and failed to hide their contraband in other disguises um Others have gone down the troubling route of smuggling deadly drugs in kid-friendly packaging like candy, Star Wars, lollipops. Hey, maybe that girl could have gotten a meth lollipop. Um, so they're saying, you know, that's a shit ton of meth stuffed into figurines. So they're saying uh, a street value of $2 million shoved into 500 innocent-looking sculptures of Pluto, Piglet, Winnie the Pooh, and Donald Duck. How do you know they're innocent? I mean... Winnie the Pooh right there is looking like he's got meth. He looks like to me. Yeah, it's a little bit uh, unsavory looking. <laughs> he's never wearing any pants, Donald Duck. He's partying. Of course he's partying. all messed out. You're meth. Piglet, he's, he is methed up right now. He's like got Donald, little beady eyes and shit. Donald Duck is like the freaking Charlie Sheen of Disney characters. <laughs> he's got tiger blood, man. Never got pants on. Yeah, he's partying. Pants off party time. <laughs> he's like, listen... I'm not paying Daisy to have sex with me. I'm paying Daisy to leave. Hey, Winnie the Pooh doesn't have pants either. That's true. Those pants don't shit themselves. Let's just put that one. 
So they're saying crafty trackers have previously tried to smuggle meth in dick-shaped wax candles <laughs> to, move, to move meth and throw the feds off their scent. Did we talk about that at one point? Yes, we, we did. Had that story with the dick-shaped wax candles. <laughs> but the Disney figurines um, <laughs> is nothing too comical or too cute to avoid suspicion entirely. That's smart. Heisenberg, trying to find new ways in the country. <laughs> the Heisenberg of dick-shaped wax candles. <laughs> That'd be great if they had like dick shaped candles with like his picture on it. Yeah. Like, yeah, nobody's gonna notice. Just fuck with them. The head is Heisenberg. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we have these Heisenberg figurines. We're gonna smuggle it. We're gonna bring them to the country. That's... No, they're not filled with meth. Yeah. That would be actually, you'd probably have to allow that because it's it's kind of a meth themed figurine. Yeah. That's what you want to do. Put it in like the Bible. Like, uh, I remember there was some stupid movie where the girl had like a, a cross, like a necklace, you know, like a rose, not a rosary, but like a, a cross necklace. That's where she had her Coke. Nice. You know, because you're not going to look there because that's nice and that's holy sacred. and religious. Exactly. That's, that's, you know, that's Jesus Coke. Yeah. JC Coke. Yep. He JC died for your sins. Right. So you might as well send it up. Might as well send it up. Right. Crazy. All right. Well, I guess that about wraps up the podcast this week, huh? Yeah, I think it does. Uh, it's good good to get it out out uh, after two weeks. That was uh, pretty nice to have a new one. Yeah, we had a lot of a lot of good stuff this week. So yeah, we'll get back onto our our regular schedule now. Yeah, now that ski season's kind of wrapping up, we're gonna get into some diverse topics and we're gonna get some more interviews and get some more guests on, like we had been before. Uh, got some funky things down the down the pipeline coming up. So we're really looking forward to it. We hope you guys are too. So thank you again so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Check out all of our info, skibumpodcast.com. We'll have the show notes to this show and you can find the history of all of our, our wonderful podcasts and you can enjoy them from there. Please go to our social media accounts, hit us up, friend us, twitter.com slash podcast, facebook.com slash podcast, instagram.com slash podcast. We're on SoundCloud as highfalutin skibum and we are on Pinterest as highfalutin. And thank you again so much for listening and we will talk to you guys next week. Hey, how's it going? See ya. <laughs>